This week on the PS Premiere Podcast, Marvel goes to Super Nintendo World. I went to a place that had really sexy Mario Brothers skins. Hell like yeah. just jacked bodybuilders with suspenders <laughs> and like just the Mario head attached to it. Special guest Rob Hudak goes to the beach. You wear like a bodysuit in a weird like b- bikini leotard thing. And Mitch goes off this podcast. Mitch is leaving the podcast, everybody. <laughs> he is taking off his headphones. He is in his car and... He is leaving the building. Hello and welcome to the 38th episode of the PS Premiere podcast. I'm your host, James Smith. And today I'm joined by series regulars, Dorian Ford. Hello, it's me. I'm Dory or Dorian. Uh, I go by she, her pronouns. Um, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at declare192 um and i'm happy to be here with all the all of you lovely folks mitchell o'brien oh i've been reinstated as a series regular it's still so good (laughs) 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 you can find me on twitter at mitchup1012 series irregular marvel marvelson Hi there. Sorry, James. We're talking about Hades today. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mavelson, M-A-H-V-L-S-O-N. And uh, special guest, Rob Hudak. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Raven named Rook. Great. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, if you if you like this, uh, I just want to say off the forefront, if you like this podcast, if I mean, we haven't done it yet, but if you go into it and you find out that you enjoy it, please leave a like on the uh, on the YouTube video. We really appreciate that if you watch the YouTube version. Um, so with that, Rob, um, obviously you have uh, your own podcast, which you've talked about on here in the past called Draft Punks. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that once again? Sure. Yeah. Just a quick run through. Um, three of us, Brian, Travis, and myself, uh, and always a guest are joined. Uh, we draft often uh, anything really under the sun, uh, be it birds, video game narrators, which you ju- we just did this week uh, with a uh, recent uh, guest on your show, Crypto Zookeeper, or Chris, uh, from Hello Hyrule. Um, and yeah, we draft any topic, really, uh just to see who has the better list and yeah it's it's a ton of fun uh very stoked to be working alongside those guys it's a great podcast so thank you uh now marvel mm-hmm. you seem like the kind of, the kind of guy who, who um pronounces it croissant is there any truth to that excuse me <laughs> well you're right but excuse me <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, uh, do you want to tell us what you're uh, what you've been playing this week? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna run through a couple of these pretty quick because I don't have too much to say. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Mortal Kombat 11. Um, oh. That game holds up wonderfully, except I'm horrible at it. Um, and <laughs> I've been trying really hard to get good. The problem is um, time for me to complain about the PS5 now that I'm finally here. Uh, this D-pad sucks for fighting games. Really? It's horrible. Yeah. And, and, I haven't had and that experience, but it has been real rough for me and I'm not sure what it is, but specifically just trying to get my, my thumb from left to right. I am pretty much exclusively hitting okay. left down, right, which means, um, every combo that I try to do sucks and it doesn't work at all. Um, 
I've been playing a little bit of It Takes Two, but not with another person because I hate myself. Uh, I've been playing <laughs> It Takes Two all on my own uh, using an Xbox controller in a dual sense, uh, one on each hand. And I just want to say, please, for the love of God, don't try that. I've gotten through two bosses, <laughs> going to try getting through a third soon. Um, Dude, it's incredible watching <laughs> you stream that and just watching you go up against those bosses and like you doing a cost-benefit analysis of, okay, I can sacrifice this character here so that I can progress here. And it, it, like it's... It's really impressive because that's not a necessarily easy game for no. some of those boss fights, and like you're killing it, dude. Dude, my first time trying to get through that first boss fight, it took me about 27 minutes to get through it. Mm. I did the full first level run, so everything from the start of the game to the end of that first boss fight, I did that the next night, and it only took me 24 minutes total. So right. it's really a matter mm. of like practicing and training your hands to just not hate the idea of working independently while you're playing a yeah. game. Yeah. It's like playing it's almost like playing a piano. Yeah. It's exactly like in like some that. ways like you're you're splitting your brain in some ways to like mm -hmm. I can't believe like, Marvel's the next Beethoven. Marvel's like after after he finishes it takes two takes one. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him a question and he's just gonna be like what? I'm gonna be like, oh, no Marvel <laughs> 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 That's amazing. <laughs> oh my god. I've so I, I caught the first uh stream that you did and uh I I gave you nothing but uh moral support mm -hmm. as you know. Sure. I believe that. Yeah, that's yeah. what you want to call sure. that? Yeah. Mocking, and you, I you I publicly <laughs> accosted me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like I contributed to your success in some way. You know, you can think that. Spite. You can definitely think that. That's Spite okay. is the greatest motivator, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maria Bamford, the comedian, says, if you don't wake up for anything every day, wake up for spite. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, to live by. I've been hopping into Spore. I hopped in Spore for about 20 minutes because I thought, you know, I'll, I'll try to make a really cute little creature. And I ended up making a demon like most people would. Um, mm -hmm. got like big scaly normal I tried to make human colored flesh in spore why would anyone want to make human colored flesh in spore so that game still super gross uh, <laughs> gameplay of the actual main game doesn't hold up very well uh, very boring um, outside of that I've been having a really great time in VR chat uh, at the end of the night I've Rad. been wanting to wind down make little uh, bits because when I get tired all i want to do is just joke around um and what that leads to is less of me coming up with a great comedic idea and more of something like what happened two nights ago where i went to a place that had really sexy mario brothers skins Hell like yeah. just jacked bodybuilders <laughs> with suspenders and like just the mario head attached to it i'm here and, for it and me and two of my friends went to random worlds crowded with like 20 30 people and we would walk up to people stare at them and say nothing but hey do you like mario hey, hey. <laughs> you are truly and... living ready player one's metaverse <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and i can't i can't was... believe marvel's marvel's feature the next space jam movie <laughs> 
<laughs> it was truly some of the most fun I've ever had, at least until right. I was doing that bit and someone left to go to another world and I accidentally followed them to their world and I had to immediately stop all the bits and go, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. They said, hey, it's one of those Mario fuckers. I was like, yeah, please don't hurt me. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that, that game is just so and much then fun. And then they force you to go say, it's a me, Mario, and you just said it in like the weakest, most pathetic tone possible. <laughs> no. It's a meme, Mario. It is. Oh, it is. That was terrible. Mario. Yeah. That was really bad. <laughs> Why did we bring you on? Oh that's, yeah, that's the that's the quality of humor we expect on this podcast. That's Someone true. take away his yeah. series regular yeah. uh, status. Take that away immediately. I'll edit that out. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, <laughs> the last game I've been playing, and this is what james has been trying to prevent us from talking about for the last dreams. four months screw you <laughs> no not dreams never dreams never playing dreams again uh i've been we playing play a little it. bit of hades i have completed my first four clears of the game um oh. good lord that game is kind of perfect <laughs> i think is the right word it bit. is so stellar and <laughs> Uh, I had a lot of hesitancy going into it because I've never been good at any sort of roguelite, roguelike, anything of the sort. I tried playing Children of Morda. I got like an hour in and then was like, mm, nope, that, this is this is not my kind of game. And, <laughs> and I finally started Hades. And I think from my first like 10 minutes into a run, I realized I'm going to be sticking with this probably forever. Yeah. Um, it's so completely different and and i can't even pinpoint exactly what it is unlike every roguelite i've ever tried to play this one its main goal is just making you feel like a god from the get-go like it is still difficult but it gives you every tool that you need to just obliterate everyone minutes into your first run and it's such a, a special experience from start to finish especially for someone like me who um sucks at every game and is super nervous about playing every game for sure what so what was it that drew you in from the get-go uh what do you mean so what was it that compelled you to start playing it now as opposed to like when it came out or like since like the public discourse of it has ended why come back to it now so the main reason I decided to come back to it now is I have been wanting to play it for a while, mm. but I have this thing where when someone says something is perfect, when someone says something is great, it makes me never want to try it Fair. because mm-hmm. I'm always terrified. I'm going to have the opinion. No, this isn't good. This isn't like, mm. this isn't what everyone says it is. That's why I only got like 30 minutes in the final fantasy seven remake. Cause I know that it's a great game, but I wasn't getting into it as much as I should have. And so I just stopped playing. Well, didn't enjoy it. So uh, that that's, that's, I totally understand that perspective and I, <laughs> I, I get it. And that's like, honestly, it's fairly common to like, it, it's got so much praise and acclaim. Mm-hmm. So like everyone's saying it's so good, but like, I don't know if I can live up to that expectation. Like mm-hmm. don't one, like don't ever worry about that, but two, like, <laughs> I, I would say th- there are there are instances in which like 
that acclaim is well earned. And I mm -hmm. think that Hades in particular, like while it might not work for everybody, and that's totally fine. Hades is one of those games that fires on every possible cylinder in like, yes. some of the most masterful ways. Yeah, and absolutely. that makes me so happy to hear that you're enjoying it uh, <laughs> and that you wanted to dive into it um, because, yeah, like it was my game of the year last year because it was constantly engaging. Yeah, uh, it constantly rewarded me for participating in its systems, and even if I failed to run, like it rewards failure, yeah. which is rare in a roguelike specifically. And like I think Children of Morta is also one of those games that does that, but mm -hmm. I understand that's not going to jive with everyone. Mm -hmm. But Hades is one of those games that like just transcends those barriers for a lot of people. Um, it's it's one of those awesome. it's one of those games where um, even if you can't really get into it, you can still if you play it, you can still appreciate why everyone loves it as much as they do mm -hmm. um which was i mean that was the case for me i uh mm -hmm. like i really enjoyed what i played of it. it never got its hooks in me but i really enjoyed it and i understood mm -hmm. why everyone liked it as much yeah. as they did uh, i mean i've i've dabbled in hades i played a couple <laughs> hours here and there maybe i've played I've so long that my switch at this point just doesn't even tell me how many hours I've <laughs> i know it's not just 50 hours i put more time in it it, it just like, sits under the air kind of just says welcome back welcome back <laughs> like we've been expecting you um Marvel, no i totally i totally get that whole thing with like a game being so hyped up that you don't want to play it like i was that mm -hmm. way with undertale um it came out in 2015 yeah. and i didn't play it i think till mid 2016 mm -hmm. uh, which is obviously not the longest turn uh not the longest time you could take but um yeah i i was really skeptical there was so much hype there were, uh, uh, like undertale uh passion obviously was at all-time high internet was just erupting about it. i'm like all right fine i'll fucking i'll play it <laughs> and so i checked it out uh i'll never forget the day the first day i played uh, under the first time and like the day that i finished it too um and it was just magical like i had been having yeah. a really bad week that week and i i was just like wow like this game like for me like undertale lived up to that hype and that's an amazing moment where you can be like i participated in this thing that everyone says is amazing and mm -hmm. i too found it amazing uh which is in point of fact amazing yes yeah. totally well so i'm glad cool. you hear you're enjoying it question for you what uh what's your favorite weapon so far uh, by far the shield has My been. Man. I have yeah. been carrying that game with the shield. It took it's me so fun. until like my third attempt at the final boss of that game to realize that you can just block all of their attacks. Yeah. And yep. ever since I learned that I could just hide in a corner and just sit there and wait for them to get their stupid little slashes in. After I did that, I have not yet lost a single run in the game. Uh, yeah, it really. I don't know if you know this too. It's kind of finicky, so I don't. I only. Mm -hmm. I only did it on runs where I was really confident I wouldn't lose. But um, with Redacted, with the final boss, um, if you just stand right in front of them while they're firing their laser beam, uh, mm -hmm. it doesn't do anything to you. No, um, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, so it, that's a really good. That's a really good tech as well. But it's risky. Totally. Obviously, you can mess it up pretty easily. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's wonderful. That's pretty much everything I've been doing. Uh, I just All wanted right. to get that excuse to talk about Hades. Um, I, I you may have left one game off of that list, but it's okay. No. It's okay. <laughs> um, Mitch, no. uh, Mitch, what about you? What have you been playing this week? Um, I haven't been playing as much this week. Um, I've I've been playing two main things. Um, I've finally gotten around to starting Yakuza Zero. Um, before I've gone on to the Yakuza Seven, like a dragon. 
Um, I, I find the main, main story intriguing enough, um, although the, the side stories are really what steal the show for me. Like, um, mm-hmm. Actually, Dory, how far are you into the game, I should ask, before I say anything that might Yeah, so I bit. haven't gotten to Chapter 3 yet. If you spoil anything mm. with Kiryu, I will not... come find you, Mitch. No, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna, definitely not going to spoil any um, main quest things but because I, I could i can already tell I'm, I'm much hotter on this game than you are i'm i'm, I'm <laughs> loving my time with this game but yeah no continue yeah yeah you probably are um i'm still really enjoying it though so far and i'd say probably the first side quest i actually um ended up completing was essentially uh, how do i explain it um essentially you come across um this teenager guy who's like hey um i feel like my you know my girlfriend maybe you know like being forced into things she doesn't want to do so you sort of like track that lead down then you find out that she's in this um i i don't know what to call it like this essentially this business where they sell used underwear Mm. and yeah yeah (laughs) and then essentially um I, I don't know how, but essentially Kiryu arrives at the conclusion to don't kink shame people. It's bad, you know? Um, <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. the truth. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it, was, it, it was very weird. And I was like very taken aback by it. Um, <laughs> I could understand if that was like your first Yakuza experience being like, yeah. Huh? <laughs> this what? does sound very Yakuza. Yep. Yeah, no, it was it was um essentially lived up to all of my expectations of the series. <laughs> um also the the karaoke in this game is amazing. Yeah. It it's is probably it's, the best in the series. Uh yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. Um Is it just I, like I I've always been curious because I've never played any of those games outside of Judgment. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. which obviously doesn't have karaoke. Does is the oh. karaoke like? I take it you're not actually singing into a microphone or anything like that. Is it like no. a rhythm game? Is like a you press yeah, buttons in time to the thing. It's it, it's essentially like a Guitar Hero style rhythm right. game. And but the the cool thing about it is that about like halfway through the song, it essentially like the visuals just like sort of transform into like this really like it's a music video or something. Yep. And <laughs> they, they take it really seriously, and it's the funniest shit out it's- there. It's beautiful. Yeah. Every yeah. every clip from this game that I've seen on the internet suddenly makes so much more sense. Yep. Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> um. I I also tried out the dancing or disco dancing, whatever the hell they call it in this game. Um. And essentially, the before the actual gameplay segment starts, you have like this little like fifteen second clip of Kiryu doing like a like a weird ass dance on the dance floor. So one time I think I posted it to Twitter, but essentially one time I had about fifteen seconds of Kiryu essentially just doing this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that dance floor. Yep. Um and I'm like, oh this is ten out of ten best game I've ever played. <laughs> pretty good. Um, Yes, yes. The I feel like the one big problem I have with the game so far is that, and I feel like this is more so just an issue with me not fully grasping the combat mechanics yet, but there's times where enemies just all of a sudden love to, like, rush you out of nowhere and just put you in a stun lock. So even, you know, like, even sometimes, like, switching the different combat stances won't help because, you know, like, you're enemies will kick you to the ground you get up again then someone else comes in they kick you to the ground so you have to get up again isn't and... there a Wamba song about that 
<laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good job. I get back. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> No, that's so good. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's essentially like my experience half the time. Like I'll either have little like random combat encounters that are like a total breeze, super fun to play through, and then I have other ones where it takes me about like three minutes to get through, and by the end of it, I'm just like, thank God that's over. I do not <laughs> yeah, want to do that again. I, I hear that is kind of a common complaint with those games is the combat can be kind of finicky. Mm. Um, yeah, it even is with seven a little bit. And they're trying something else completely different and trying to blend that into like a jrpg format yeah it has weird hiccups because of it but yeah i i it seems like it's imprecise and kind of floaty i, mm. I guess i i'd say yeah i'd say i'd say that's pretty accurate yeah um i think because i i think what the game's trying to like what the game is doing is that like it's presenting with like different enemy types or whatever mm -hmm. so it's like a rock paper scissors type of thing where okay if this enemy is you know fighting like really quick and fast and you have to go into this brawl like the brawler um fighting style that's a bit slower but you know hits harder and whatnot which is right. fair but when the enemies are so fast to the point where you can't even get a single hit in then it kind of becomes unbalanced <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, so that's Yakuza Zero. Uh, the uh, other Mitch. main game. Yep. Mitch, are you are you playing? What are you playing on? Oh, PS Five, PS Five. Oh, PS Five. Okay, never mind. Oh, yeah. I was I was I was <clears throat> wasn't sure if you were playing on a keyboard or not because that that definitely makes it worse. Me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was gonna say, how's the keyboard and mouse experience? Uh, I mean, I a real Yakuza use a controller, so I've switched to the yeah. controller, mm -hmm. and it's uh, a yeah. lot better. But we'll, I'll talk about yes. it when it's the turn. Yes, no, definitely. Um, the other game I've been playing this week, besides a certain other game that just came out yesterday, mm -hmm. um, is Resident Evil 5. And it is literally Resident Evil 4, but in Africa. And that, boulder that's... punching. Yes, yes, and boulder punching. Although that's, that's, that's at the end of the game, so, you know, like that... Some might say yeah, it's one of the more sucks. notable moments from that game. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like the the thing that um, Resident Evil I don't know. Uh, just, a like, certain character, you know, a certain character yelling "Chris" was was pretty memorable <laughs> to me. Sure, number two on that list. <laughs> mm. I have I have a question for you, Mitch. Um, oh yeah. Yep. So far, having played Resident Evil Four and some of Resident Evil Five. Which mm. is better for you, in your opinion? Uh, Resident, oh, wait, Evil... Resident Evil 4. No, 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 no. no. Oh, That's oh, not okay. where I'm going. You're not done? No, between okay. those two. Uh, <laughs> which is better for you, Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6, or Tomb Raider, uh, the second Tomb Raider, and the third Tomb Raider? Wow, I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know the I mean, answer. I, gotta, I, I hate this, James. I, 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 I gotta go for Resident Evil, you know. Oh, like, they... okay. <laughs> yeah, what would you actually do if I said Tomb Raider, Dory? Uh, I mean, so I, I know, that I know she would disconnect. Shadows the Tomb Raider is a masterpiece. Ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now if you don't clip that, that is unfair and biased. <laughs> we never heard from Mitch again. I don't. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh no but yeah i i definitely have to go for resident evil 4 like i mean i don't love those games as much as certain people do but like it's it's still resident evil you know like i feel like 
Resident Evil 4 has infinitely more character than any of the Tomb Raider games combined. Like, yeah. I feel like that's a totally. that's a fact. That it has personality, that, whether it's good or bad. That, that merchant has more more character at times than Laura does. Like just the merchant. Oh my god, yes. I I I mean it's not out yet, but like I wrote in my little mini review for Rise of the Tomb Raider that like Lara doesn't. Lara's about as dry as wood in at least in the second game. Like they don't even. I mean, are we talking about wood try. in the woods after rainfall or <laughs> in the desert? Like you know, deep, deep sun desert. bleached wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh fair, no. Fair. Those I I don't hate those games, but I don't love them either because they're um, they're not great. But this is this is Resident Evil Five, not Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, but yeah, I'd say honestly, like the thing about Resident Evil Four compared to Five is that Four knew that it was stupid, so it just didn't take itself very seriously at many points. Whereas Five is like treat and, and Six as well, but Five treats it like oh, it's a serious like western blockbuster espionage thriller Mitch, i'm thing. gonna have to stop you there man i mean where's everybody going bingo i mean that's a classic serious <laughs> no, I'm line talk, i'm talking i'm talking about five here not four. no i know but i was talking about oh. four knows knew that it was oh. stupid and i was yeah <laughs> oh got you got you got you but um yeah i i don't even know what's going on in five to be completely honest i have no real grasp on what's going, going on there. no no i i mean not to mention you have you know like nothing against the um actor who played Sha shaver is it in the game yeah i can't remember. i don't know that it's been such a who, long time since played by yeah Whoever your partner's name is it, she's it's sort of Sheva. like it's Sheva. yeah Sheva. Sheva. Okay. she she kind of like speaks like what Chris, oh no, what's happened? Oh, we've got to go save the world, and <laughs> and then you've got and then you've got that juxtaposed by this friggin' like massive buff version of Chris Redfield who just came out of nowhere in the games, and he's just like <laughs> gonna 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 save the world, you know, save Jill, find all the good herbs. WWE you know, like... Chris uh, Redfield, <laughs> he's fine. He hasn't been taking anything, so he's good. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I know I know a certain boulder who'd say otherwise, sorry. <laughs> oh no, that's what the plot to Resident Evil 8 is. Now I'm just thinking uh, about the boulder from Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh. Mm. Uh, I'm just thinking yeah, about uh, Boldy. Yeah, that's a good one too. <laughs> good poor old Baldy. Um, but yeah, that that's Resident Evil. That's, that's Resident Evil Five. That so real quick question. 5. Question before mm. we move on. Uh, are you playing it completely solo or co-op in any respect? I'm. Oh yes. No, I'm. I'm playing it solo because okay. I'm alone for this one. It that's fair. Solo. It sucks solo. The inventory system is the bane of my existence. Absolute mistake to play as solo. See, I can yeah, the game solo, I was, but I absolutely yeah. recommend complete opposite if you are playing this game co-op. I think it's yeah, last co-op. I agree. But it's not great. So I was, I was, I was gonna say because like I'm usually adverse to playing co-op just because of the fact that I've had bad experiences in the past with friends and family where they either like just do not play the game well at all which you know like isn't that big of a deal but like also just manage to like stuff everything over at all possible points so like i've never had a co-op partner where like we're both like 
have the exact same goals in mind and are both like you know laser accurate with precision and whatnot um but yeah this game really needs co-op like the inventory system and juggling all that is an absolute mess in this game yeah it's i've had a far better experience but that was almost ex exclusively because i was playing a co-op with a buddy and yeah. it's like participating in a really dumb zombie action movie together <laughs> and that goes a long way to enjoyment mm -hmm. whereas otherwise it's just like yeah this game's kind of shitty it's yeah. fine it's nothing like combat feels okay it feels like four again with slightly different dials moved up but otherwise it's meh yeah no it, it's like i'd say you know that's pretty accurate it's literally just resident evil 4 but with another person and with essentially worse inventory management and story and yeah. everything else but yeah right still a better uh, uh character progression in joe valentine and five than all of tomb raider <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's true you can't argue with that, that, that those I, are the I, facts. I, I can't argue I, with that no. i mean it, it's it, you know at least from zero to negative five is movement zero to zero is still zero so <laughs> mm. yeah let's all dunk on tomb raider some more <laughs> Uh, to be fair, I just want to say, to be fair, I enjoyed the first game. I just, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, apparently, is my fucking albatross, because I will never stop <laughs> bringing it up. Um, yeah. I get it. I get it. Uh, Rob, do you know what else you get? What's that? What you've been playing this week. Oh, I get that back? Okay. Well, <laughs> let me uh, share it with you all. Uh, so I've been playing a few different games uh, in addition to one that Mitch brought up uh, so released yesterday. But so the first one I've been playing is a game called Smelter. Uh, I got I picked that up on the Nintendo Switch. It is also, I believe, on PC. Uh, it might be on other platforms. I can't say for sure. Anyway, it's... <sighs> How many of you have played a game from the SNES era called ActRaiser? I've heard of that. Very okay. familiar. I know it's... I'm, I'm far too so, young. So that's yeah. the thing, is a lot of people haven't really played that game, but that was, of its time, kind of a pr interesting experimental game. It was like half 2D platformer, half tower-based real-time strategy-ish game uh really interesting uh there was a sequel made in a spiritual successor of sega release recently called soul seraph that was very poorly received uh but this is um basically the premise is you're playing as eve after adam eats the apple but you fall into a weird void where you're then met by some weird smelter demon who like you wear like a bodysuit in a weird like bikini leotard thing so it's anime as hell uh, <laughs> but so it's it's a 2d platformer with like real-time strategy slash tower defense moments but it's really good so far like the platforming is some of the best 2d platforming i've really played in a long time it's akin to like Mega Man X. If you're familiar at all with like the dashing and the wall climbing and jumping and hopping up and stuff, you kind of get a lot of that early on. But it's interesting, like you throughout some of the tower defense moments, you start unlocking different levels to go to. 
and in those like you also get these elemental paths like there's like earth electricity and water uh powers and so you change they're like styles essentially where the earth path or like the the ground or whatever you like you get a double jump you get a like ground pound you can unlock um you start getting these different trees progressing through participating in the tower defense stuff but you start getting like okay so chaining off of your double jump you now also can like grab the wall and hit the like r1 button and you can just stick to the wall and not slide anymore you're just stuck on the wall so you can take a second to like think about your path uh and then jump double jump and then like ground pound and then you have like lightning abilities where you can when you dash you can jump up you're surrounded by electricity you can jump further um you can do different abilities within that and so each of them has a different combat style as well as platforming style and it gives a lot of variety to the the, the combat and the platforming as well so you start going into different dungeons essentially where they are based around that element so a lot of the puzzles that you encounter are based around precision incorporated with that particular move set as well as finding trials where you like with one trial in particular is very common that i've found is don't get hit so you have to go through this entire challenge without getting touched once but it is wholly based around like okay you need the double jump you need the time to jump jump double jump around this or you need to use your lightning abilities to jump around this way and so it's and so it starts building on the different concepts that are really dialed in that serve you better later on just in exploring the world uh, but you're also rewarded for that in being able to upgrade by doing those you were upgraded with the currency like a coin that you can use to redeem to upgrade further tiers of that ability and then you would then go back to the main world and you start building up like okay you have this these units you can consolidate to this type of attack tree or like there's a ground barracks type attack thing and then there's an aerial ranged unit so you can start juggling between those giving them different abilities and as you expand out on the world map you'll start getting attacked and have to defend and then you have objectives like this one you have to defend and blow up this wall but you have to translate or transition between three different turrets uh so then you're working on this turret while you're getting swarms so you have to start doing some strategy it's i don't want to say rudimentary it's simple but it is also like considering the budget of this game it's an indie title and it's twenty dollars or no fifteen dollars uh even um i think you get a lot of value out of that game it's nothing amazing but i think it's a lot of fun uh and it feels precise to play it's a little bit weighty and if like you played a lot of Mega Man x you're familiar with it mm-hmm. so uh, sorry you were mentioning uh the story is you're sort of playing as eve after uh, yeah is there any sort of sense of where the story is going after that um i'm not really sure it's so the writing is interesting it's very self-aware which can go one of two ways of being a little bit too on the nose sometimes like hey you're reading this text about a game like hold on npc i'm in the middle of a tutorial literally is like some dialogue that's in that game uh but it but it's fun and charming enough to where it does it hasn't got on my nerves but it might for some people based on their preferences uh, but you're essentially looking for Adam after the fall and you're finding like green apples is like a form of currency and like you're expanding out and helping the smelter 
while simultaneously looking for your like your your person your boyfriend which is adam um and you encounter npcs throughout that um that like every so there's like east which is primarily electric or lightning centric uh path north which is primarily like earth and then west which or sorry reverse that east and west uh but anyway the point being is like as you head in those directions there are like npc quest lines almost or like storylines that as you continue down those paths you're seeing okay this npc is relevant to this society down this region in this particular way and as you do more of these levels you start interacting with them more and more um it's fun it's not like the main drive but it's you know i'm, I'm here for the ride yeah sounds fun yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's worth checking out, especially for like fifteen bucks. It's not a big ask if you like that style of two D platformer. Uh, it's Smelter. It's called. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. Anything else? Yeah, a couple more. Uh, we got Second Extinction, Extinction, which released in early access, I believe, in like September, October of last year, and then was just brought like two days ago to uh, Game Pass, both on PC and Xbox. Uh, it's co-op left for dead turok if i had to be reductive it's pretty good this is the dinosaur uh, uh shoot em up game yeah yeah it's first person yeah. shooter where you're hunting dinosaurs on a map with three of your buddies with different classes uh akin to like be like a horde mode objective based style game uh it's it's really fun and goofy as hell um <laughs> one of the best things to say up front uh, which I would I appreciate about it, and I hope more games do, is that it's not class-based progression; it's account-based progression. So, by playing any of the classes, you start unlocking different weapons that you can start using. So, like, let's say I'm playing as I think his name is Jurgen. Uh, he's something of a sniper support class. So he's got he starts with like. His primary weapon is a scout rifle, which is something of a sniper, and he's got a pistol, uh, which I think all the classes do as their secondary. But he's got like satchel charges, like C4, that you can throw in the middle of the map. You can shoot it and detonate it at your will. Uh, as well as you can call, um, he has like a masking scent, similar to something if you ever played like Evolve. Um, it makes you like difficult to detect. But there are classes that have like orbital lasers akin to like Hammer of Dawn from Gears of War. You just summon on the top of like an Ankylosaurus and just melt it. Um, but those weapons that you get, like the scout rifle and all that, you start unlocking, okay, there is now like a revolver or different abilities that you can transfer between different characters um, just based on like your account level. Uh, it's it's definitely still in early access. We've had a fair amount of crashes, which is uh, something notable for that game. But every time that we've ever had a crash, uh, fortunately for us, it's only been like after we've completed a mission and like are loading back into the hub and the progression is saved. I've heard accounts of people that have had toward the end as they're trying to extract, they get a disconnect and crash and they lose all that progress, which sometimes it can go for like an hour like around essentially um, that's so right. yeah it, it's it's worth buyer beware on that but for free with game pass not too bad it's worth playing uh it's great with a bunch of buddies uh the <laughs> the animations are kind of broken to where <laughs> you'll start having like raptors like t-pose fly at you sometimes <laughs> 
Jesus. Oh, but I hope like, they don't take that out of the game. No, but that's the thing is like it's it's almost to the point where it's a feature, not a bug, because it's <laughs> so charming. And like you'll have something stuck in like a roll animation, mm-hmm. but it's like it's in the roll, but it is not rolling cogent to the concept <laughs> of the game. It is just stuck in roll and scripts at you. And and so it's just it's silly as hell. Um, we I was playing with uh, Travis McGahee, uh, as well, also from Draft Punks, and Ryan Stabell from Spelunkers, Captain Stubbs, uh, and we were just playing. The entire time had a smile on her face, uh, could not stop laughing, and like it's fun. It's fun to just play together, I've, especially with like a good group. I've been meaning to to try it out because it does look. I mean. There's nothing better than running around shooting dinosaurs, right? Right. <laughs> um, and it kind of reminds me of this game that I used to play on PC. Um, there was a small game that cost like less than a pound, so I just mm. bought a bunch of copies and started handing them out to people. Like, hey, play this game with me. I love um, it. I, I totally feel it, man. I'm here. But for it was like it was this sort of dinosaur shooter, uh, like horde shooter, like this. But mm. I'm pretty sure it was made with like Halo as a starting point because it felt like it had okay. all the same guns and everything as Halo. I could see um, that. Yeah, but that was that was so much fun. Uh, even just totally. a cheap, just you know, just a cheap game like that, just shooting, running around, shooting dinosaurs. Yeah, totally. And it's like it's not a difficult game, but you can also set difficulty levels for yourself based on like, okay, this is how hard we're expecting, so we can anticipate in different zones. Like you, you start up a game similar to Evolve, where like you're on a drop ship, you load into your drop pod drop down on the map you pick your location like your region that you're dropping in each quadrant essentially like they're like some on this map that's available the tundra there may be like eight or nine different sections and you can pick a spot from each and each of those have like relative difficulty or danger levels so like some have more or more prone to spawns of different types and higher level monsters and so you're just or dinosaurs i should say uh but you're you as you're roaming through this whole map it's like it's a biome really and you can go do different uh, side objectives and it's like as you so choose and like it's got a good it feels like so i kind of described it as like in that whole reductive x plus y it feels a lot like if you took the conceit of torak from back on the 64 and then injected that into apex legends or titanfall as far as mobility it feels great to play especially on mouse and keyboard but yeah like part of it comes down to a uh, chris uh crypto zookeeper also of hello i rule mentioned is like it kind of feels like part of it is the slide like being able to sprint and then slide for so long really has that like translative essence of what is so great about apex legends as well as like you can dash in like seven directions basically the only direction you can't dodge into is forward ahead you can jump but like every other direction if you're holding back you just do like a hop a lateral hop and it feels great to like raptor coming at you with its its talons and you just like boop, <laughs> and then shoot it in the face with a shotgun excellent that that does sound like fun. i think the world yeah. is ready for more dinosaur shooters i agree i agree I, yeah, bring back totally. dino crisis i i mean yes uh, totally yeah. do the trilogy uh, remake them 100%. <laughs> I've never played them, but they look fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, what else have you been playing? So, Mitch, I hate to say it, Outriders is a fun game. 
Mitch is leaving the podcast, everybody. He is taking off his headphones. He is in his car and he is leaving the building. States overseas to punch me in the face. (laughs) It's so it's 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 a stupid ass game in some ways, similar to like what Second Second Extinction is doing. It's fully self aware at times. It but like it comes down to that game feels great to play a lot of that comes down to the weapon mods or like the armor mod system for your abilities and the weapon modding as well like it is so generous with experimentation and giving you opportunities to try out different things granted yes if you're like one of those min max optimal build centric people there's definitely like you need to be using this type of bullet if you want but i, I don't care about that i'm not here no, for we don't, we don't like min maxers over here exactly <laughs> <laughs> all of min max uh but you you uh like it encourages you to try out different weapons at the drop of a hat because you can change your abilities instantaneously in the middle of combat you can respect your talent tree instantaneously in the middle of combat um and they're like four distinct classes that all offer really interesting play styles and that's one of the common criticisms that is used as like oh aren't we clever is like oh this game is a cover-based shooter but you don't use cover like depending on how you play mm-hmm. because like yes you were certain classes are rewarded for being in the thick of combat and really not engaging for combat i'm a sniper technomancer cover is like my bread and butter uh, but I have friends that play what, but you could also play a technomancer that is in the thick of it playing as a semi tank. Um, and like Ryan has done, like we both play technomancers and we both build completely differently and it's totally viable. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's silly. Uh, the dialogue is not great. Uh, <laughs> some of the representation with uh, Asian American and people of color is not fantastic. Uh, so beware. Uh, but it is a blast to play and there is a ton of content there i think especially like if you have an xbox one or uh series x or s if you have game pass just play this game there's no reason why not i must admit i actually um as as anti outright as i pose myself to be i actually went on the xbox last night and uh yeah i started the download for it with game pass so right Hey. Mm. And it's got like so the character pro- development. <laughs> still better art. character development than Laura Croft. <laughs> yeah, still looking on the punching bag. Um, I I think so. It was rough at launch for sure. It had a lot of technical hiccups. They've been people can fly have been phenomenal at communication with their community and that's mm-hmm. a huge reason why people are still participating is like oh, they're I, clear about everything and mm-hmm. like humble about it but they just want to make a good game for people and that comes through really in the communication yeah i was gonna say like even even if i wasn't like too hot on the demo which which i'm still not from when i well, played for sure i get it yeah um like i can still like i absolutely commend the fact that people can fly actually treated the communication with their play base with like a ton of transparency mm-hmm. like i feel like that's you know like i haven't been looking too much too deeply into it but like i've heard that in the lead up to the game especially trans like they were great at transparency yeah like, this is what the game is this is like what the this is exactly what the end game is going to be like these are no microtransactions it's not a game yeah. service it's a live game but that's a little bit different 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just like transparency all the way through. And I feel like in this day and age where we've got our Activisions and our Blizzards and whatnot, it's probably the best thing a developer can have. We corporately acknowledge the the trials and tribulations acknowledging in the world anyway by our game. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but so uh, on that, so as, a, as an example, I will bring up with that communication, launch mm. weekend was rough. They acknowledge that and yeah. they they like painstakingly detail like, okay, it wasn't as simple as our server. We weren't anticipating this type of like everyone hitting a hammer on our server at once. It was like literally like we had RAM swapping issues. It was pulling in weird ways. They gave like the TLDR version and the super <laughs> detailed version out of respect. Like y'all aren't idiots. You understand how like technology can work in some instances. So if you want that, it's available to you. Which you uh, rarely see nowadays. Exactly. Yeah. That's like, so yeah. seldom happens. Uh, so point in their favor there. Also, mm -hmm. like they pretty much got crossplay figured out for the most part, and that was one of the bigger things. But the last thing I'll say is, I know you kind of bounced off the demo. Best part of that game is, sh well, not best part, like, but the game starts to really ramp up right after that demo because the uh -huh. interesting stuff starts right you start getting engaging with the the mod system and that's yeah. where it gets interesting for sure gotcha. the and gotcha. the best part of that game is obviously as we all know the intro cutscene where the uh. character goes ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's no, shakespearean I, you know rob when, yeah, you, yeah. when you said that they had mastered crossplay i for a split second thought you said they had mastered cosplay me okay. too <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't just me i it's thought you said, there. i was like they're good at conventions i mean that's great but but covid so i mean like i feel like it they've really mastered that b-tier gears of war cosplay <laughs> absolutely <Yeah. laughs> they're about to come out here like the new day from wwe and all totally. all, all gears of war outfits it, but no. it, it feels fast the the gunplay feels tight to me uh if you like gears of war but wanted a little more of that and have it shake up the formula a little bit it's here it's mm. it's a blast try it out great um sorry that sounded more sarcastic than i intended it to. <laughs> I, I play the game um, don't listen to james play the game yeah. <laughs> uh right is that was that everything that you played that, that's it yeah okay uh dory what have you what have you been playing i have been playing a host of games but i will keep it fairly short because i don't have a ton to say about them um i have been playing blood roots a little bit i finally beat that first boss i was complaining about last week um wouldn't you know it i came back to it, it took me another five ten tries or so i think i died well, I love that Bloodroots shows me this. I died 60-something times. I think it was 68 <sighs> times. So I was really bummed. But anyway, uh, I died like 60-ish times to that boss. Just that one boss. And I deservedly got an F on that boss because I, I really oh. sucked. And by the um, end of it, you felt uh, triumph and accomplishment. Absolutely not. I just, felt, <laughs> I, I just felt like... Wow, I sure did spend a lot of time on that one fucking boss. I guess here I go trying to beat the second act of Bloodroots. But um, yeah, so I, not, I, I don't enjoy it. I so I I fell off a little bit. I so I was trying to play during class and I kept getting frustrated because I would make a mistake here or there and I obviously get killed because you only, you die in one hit. And I was mm. like, oh, I'm just getting tired of like uh, of, of feeling like I can't do this. So I'm, I, I'm taking a little break from it right now. Um, I'm not saying I. I'm not going to go, like, I don't hate it, but I just feel like right now, 
like I've got some background stressors in my life, so maybe like now mm. is just not a good time for me to be playing a game where it's, you die in one hit. It's a yeah, it's a tough genre. It's not um, yeah. for everyone, probably. For um, sure. I'm, I'm probably I, the audience know, I, for it. I mean, I gave it a nine out of ten. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's that's part of the reason why I checked out. And you know me, I'm, I'm very picky about my rogue games or roguelike games, so it's no surprise that I may bounce off this. But I, I do want to go back and try it because I think it's got great animation. It's it's a fun concept, and and they are usually generous with checkpoints. Um, so it's not a bad time at all. Uh, I just I just feel like I you know it, it's it'll be as simple as like I'll swing a sword and it'll just miss an enemy, and the enemy's like, yeah, sorry about mm-hmm. that, gotta kill you now, and I'm like, Ugh! um, so that's that's something that can get frustrating at times. It's like, I'm so sure I've got the perfect run and then I just miss by a hair and then the guy's like, yeah, well, you're dead. So the art style is really good. Do you know what I'd love though? Um, is the pop culture references. I don't know if you've noticed oh, yeah. many of them yet. I have um, not. They've got like, I, do you mind if I, I don't say care. a couple Go of them? They've yeah. got like the buster sword you can pick up. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Yeah. They have Final yeah. fantasy in it, which is yeah. so cool. Uh, and uh, I think there's a lightsaber at one point. Oh, nice. um, it's yeah like yeah. they get uh they've got a lot of pop culture weapons and references in there which is a lot of fun i, I was gonna say quickly before you go on i think i think rob's muted unfortunately oh so. i'm sorry rob were you trying to <laughs> my bad my bad no that was on yeah. me uh thank you um i was gonna ask uh do you it, it can go either way games like guacamole the first one was yeah. noted and sometimes criticized for like how referential it was uh got kind of that can be kind of grating uh is this like tastefully done is it fun and cheeky but not overbearing i, I think yeah i i would okay. say it's fun and cheeky but not overbearing i've only seen a couple of references out of the i don't know dozens of weapons you can pick honestly okay. the buster sword is the only one i've i picked up and on i would have forgotten if if james hadn't mentioned it but it's a very good weapon i mean it just makes you dash to several enemies and then you just slash them uh you know it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty handy which uh, i'm unrealistic i don't think anyone would ever use that kind of sword though certainly not in a popular <laughs> uh franchise now, who could no. carry it ridiculous uh absolutely ridiculous. Who, who could uh dash well several meters with it yeah that's that's the game's unrealistic actually i'm lowering my score i'm gonna edit the review <laughs> There yeah, you go. should really reach out and try to get a refund. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, I So I bounced off that, and I've been playing some Grindstone instead because it's a little bit calmer, and it's still stressful, but in a less uh, so, uh, brain. That's not the right word. My brain's like, you want to say less stre- stressful in a stressful way, and I'm like, that's not what I want to <laughs> say. That sounds silly. So so I, I would wonder, like, I think it comes down to, like, one is more actively participatory in its moment-to-moment engagement whereas yeah. like in blood roots whereas like with grindstone you can take a second yeah. think about it and then watch it execute and if it doesn't I, work out you can to, just try it quote, again to quote the uh, ever lovable snoop dog think about it take a second and that's, that's what <laughs> <I do. laughs> okay so now my next my follow-up question how often are you drinking gin and juice while you're playing this game? <laughs> I'm actually dropping it like it's hot, so thank you. Oh my god, um, fair, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I don't have much to say about Grindstone. Just I've been playing it a little bit here and there. It's still as fun as ever. I really enjoy the game. Um, I love the art style for Grindstone too. Um, mm-hmm. We live in a blessed era where people just see the Switch and they're like, 
yeah, it can't handle the best graphics, but it can handle the most interesting gra graphics. And let's just do that instead. Yeah, um, all hmm. art style limitation and causing inspiration. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, I have a, the, <clears throat> the here's my weekly portion of the podcast where I talk about Kingdom Hearts. Uh, if you would yeah. like to skip forward, we, I don't. Uh, we really should have an intro. Dory's Kingdom Hearts Corner or something like that. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. I'm into that. The, the Corner Kingdom. So I fired up uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3 on the PS5. Uh, nice. I, I've been waiting for a sale and I, very lucky for me, it just happened. Um, so I got the all-in-one collection for like 25 bucks, which is just ridiculous. I'm only interested in Cage 2 and Cage 3. But that is still a ridiculous amount of content for twenty five fucking bucks. I again, even if you don't like Kingdom Hearts or you've like had a tough time getting into it, like I don't know what y'all are doing. Like twenty five bucks is a super bargain for the amount of content you're getting. Um, I know totally. time, the money, and just, all that stuff, but yeah. Just to just to clarify quickly, is that just like the three main games? Or that does no, that include like, it's a lot all of games. Much everything. It's pretty much mm. everything except that is for really good price. Yeah, it's a really good price, mm. except for I think Remind DLC and, and Melody of Memories, of course. They get you somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> but and that's I think okay. um, Melody of Memories on sale, but you can wait a little longer. That's fine. And I, I think if you buy this, you'll never have to buy another video game again. Is that right? I I believe that's correct because you can literally put like a hundred hours into well, so <laughs> so the PS Five tells you how many hours you put into a given game and when i oh, remembered no. that i was right. like i i wonder how many hours i put into cage two and cage three and put 200 hours <laughs> you know I'm... no no no! i'm not even done i i put 200 plus hours it's the Kingdom Hearts 2 yeah. and 3. Each? <laughs> yes. Each. Yes. Each. That girl. is such a good plot uh, twist to that. I'm not I'm not surprised in the slightest, and I'm here for it. Like, that's I was awesome. So, I was like, I was just laughing and laughing. Um, mm. and, and it was so funny because I wasn't checking on it for Kate for Kingdom Hearts, but for because I was curious how how long I've been spending in Spider-Man Remastered because I was playing mm -hmm. it at the time. Um and and I was like peripheral. yeah I I had a five second period of my life where I was like where I was doing the like the math meme and I was doing like wait a second if this tells me how many hours I've had oh no and so I started <laughs> to scroll down bit by bit by bit and then I got to the numbers and I was like yeah that sounds about right so I mean uh, if you love annoying. that game like all that time was not wasted. It oh no absolutely not That's and so awesome. the reason why I've spent so much time Cage Two is because of my speed runs uh, mm -hmm. and just because I love the hell of that game I've done several casual runs uh, and stuff like that uh, Cage Three is because of the DLC with the with the super bosses which mm. took me literal months to do I mean it took me hours to beat each individual boss and there's thirteen of them not including the secret boss so. Yeah, that's that's and uh, you know there there are secret super bosses in um, uh, Caves Two as well, and I actually went back to fight some. I had a really good time uh, with the PS5 controller doing that. Obviously, there's no you know haptic or anything like that, but it was still fun to be like, wow, I'm playing Caves Two on a PS5. Like, isn't that fucking weird? Um, you know you've i i've got the game for you if you like fighting difficult bosses on the ps5 uh, all right all right 
Here we Let's go. Uh, <laughs> it's Rob's uh, Demon Souls Corner. Play Demon Souls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's funny over. because Rob, Rob and I, Rob, Rob called my bluff, like, I think it was this week or last week, where I, yep. I he was like, he was like, I will train you, Dory, about how to play Demon Souls, and we will make like, you know, it will be, it, it will make streams out of it. And I'm like, oh yeah, well only if you play Kingdom Hearts with me, like Stubbs is. And he's like, I'll do that. And I was like, Fuck. <laughs> so real quick aside, uh, my my fiance's sister is for her fall semester class is playing video games and storytelling, uh, which is no. super fucking cool. Uh, but is Very. playing one of the games is Dark Souls 3. She does not particularly jive well with that style of combat, uh, and she was also hopeful that she could play Bloodborne, but because it is not, because that is more platform specific, that is harder to recommend for the class. So mm-hmm. she's playing Dark Souls 3. Um, so I am going to be joining and accompanying her through the entire game via multiplayer to kind of guide her through as a Sherpa through the experience. Um, I will absolutely do this with you with Demon Souls. <laughs> I am here for it. And then I will like, play oh. Kingdom Hearts. Just saying. Gauntlet dropped. Yeah. I uh so anyway, I uh played <laughs> I know, I, I mean Rob, I am really I I, mm, I don't want to say I'm not thinking about, it, but I'm not 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 thinking about it. You know what I mean? I mean so. other than Returnal, it's one of the best showcases for the PS5. That game yeah. is fucking gorgeous and runs like a dream it's unreal until you fire it up on a 4k hdr tv and you're like yep sold yeah (laughs) absolutely sold it it really makes me wish i sucked less at it so i could experience more of it james offer goes Mm -hmm. to you as well i may take you up on that i will absolutely help anyone who wants to i am here to help people through uh, I love yeah, these so games. I, I did Cage 3 as well, um, just a little bit. I, I was mm-hmm. playing on Critical, and I was like, yeah, I remember this being really hard. Um, and um, I, wish that they had, I wish they had better manual saves and, and auto saves in that, because it feels like an outdated action RPG at some points where it's like you you lose a couple, like you get a couple fights in, like a couple of swarms or whatever, and then you lose, and then you're sent right back to the last save point the manual save point and so that can be frustrating so that's what's interesting i think about the kingdom Hearts series in particular it is i think responsible for a lot of the direction that so many jrpgs went after it came out and i think it is like not solely but primarily responsible for things like what we get with final fantasy 7 remake that style of combat is incredibly influenced by what Kingdom Hearts did. Sure. I mean, and is it, a refinement it hurt that Nomura was the director for that. So. Absolutely. That yeah. ties a lot to it. But like you can see the A to B to C on that yeah. in playing those games. And like you see like Tales of Arise that's coming out later this year, which looks incredible. But you can see like those Tales games and what they were going for as well. There is like there's an arc to it. And those games, while kind of dated, like they had something going for sure. Um, I will, I will say one last thing about Cage Three and Two. Um, three has slightly better load times. I counted; it's about 20, 22 seconds on the PS Five. Um, on the PS Four, it's about like forty-five seconds or something like that. It's, it's pretty good. It, yeah. it, it cuts it down at least by half. Yeah. Um, so it's not as bad because you do have uh, sometimes loading screens when you uh, when you die. Um, mm-hmm. And with KH2, I was very happy that I kind of, so I, I went on my level 99 
uh, one where I have basically everything, and I've um, except the ultimate weapon because fuck that, that's way too much work. <laughs> um, I love Kingdom Hearts, and I've never gotten the ultimate weapon. I almost did it with KH three, but then I saw all the mini games I had to play, and I'm like, Aaron, uh, Arendelle, I'm not going back to Arendelle. Fuck that. <laughs> um, so <laughs> let it go. I've already let it go. Anyway, <laughs> ew, um, so yeah, uh, KH two was really fun though. I went back and fought some of the data battles as they're called or like super boss fights mm -hmm. uh i did one of them in like a one try which was awesome uh felt really good and then uh, it helped that dan tack had been streaming it and so yeah. i i kind of remembered all of the moves and i was like yeah i know how to do this da, 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 da. and i like no damage the fight for about like half of it i was like oh my god am i gonna do gets hit i was like <laughs> So I was like, Fuck. <laughs> but whatever i won one try that's always um, the way it's like when you're not yeah. trying is when you do well yeah. and then when you are mm -hmm. trying it's like you just because you're focused yeah. yeah yeah for sure um and then i did a couple other bosses that took me a lot longer but um my my partner was like oh yeah uh what about the guy with the gun zigbar isn't he like the toughest and i was like bet and then I got destroyed like a bunch of times. And then I won. But I was like, I was like trying to prove her wrong, but I kind of did it. So <laughs> um, but that's that was my cage two, cage three thing. I just really wanted to try it on the PS5. That's awesome. Um, I've also been playing Telltale Batman season two. Only hmm. really gonna talk about the fact that it's still really good. Um, but I also found a way around latency on the stream, which is a hmm. pretty simple trick, which is just to pause it. For like five seconds and then people can catch up to the stream Smart. i don't know why i didn't think about this previously but yeah you can just pause the <laughs> well, game and you know so it's your for i mean your first time experiencing that like synergy of mediums but like once you kind of know what the problem is you can spend time to think about it and just find yeah. the solution after a while totally that's, yeah, that's it happened, smart it happened like entirely by act like i just paused mm -hmm. it and uh more people voted and i realized oh yeah like maybe that's a way around it um yeah I totally think that's considered awesome considered it prior but i was like would this be annoying in a stream or would you know me counting or whatever i don't know but anyway um awesome. i got two other games uh i have also been playing yakuza zero um yeah. the writing on this game is just phenomenal um, yeah. whenever there's a cutscene, I'm not even looking at my phone. Like, I'm like, I'm like, mm -hmm. damn, what's Kiryu going to say to that? Or like, what's going to happen here? Or like, I can't believe like such and such is that. And I'm all, I'm only like a few hours in, but th this writing is really gripping. Um, uh, it continues into seven. Just, yeah. Just saying. Does not, out there. does not, does not mm -hmm. surprise me. Um, mm -hmm. I am really enjoying the side quests. I'm not very good at baseball, but apparently I'm excellent <laughs> at darts. So take that um i <laughs> i was like running away like i i was doing so well in a pool game and then i just for, didn't know how the specific game worked and so then i just got trashed towards the end because <laughs> the tpu was like i'm gonna get this in and this in and this in and and the higher the number the more points you get and i was like wow i'm winning like 10 to nothing they'll never catch up and then they slowly demolished my lead get wrecked I human noob <laughs> Yeah. I, I was gonna say i find it really funny that i seem to have like gravitated more towards like the karaoke and like dancing aspects of, like side aspects of this game where you just seem to be going all into like oh cool, darts like you know there's so, so much variety yeah it's, it's all hmm. luck of the draw too like i just happened to find like these things i did find the dance thing i was terrible at it because uh yeah so i had no thing, idea how that worked i'm, I'm playing this on my gaming pc <laughs> Like I'm playing this on my gaming PC, and it's Ooh. um it's it has Xbox inputs for my PS4 controller, uh, so it's a mind fuck. Yeah, I have to remember which one rough. is which. 
yeah it's rough so uh, the combat though i do want to talk about the combat for a sec um i i really i like it for the most part um it's really stylized and it reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of wrestling i will say my biggest criticism it reminds me of pokemon at times i don't always want to get into combat and sometimes like people from yeah say, like, hey you and i'll be like no 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 fuck this fuck this that also <laughs> um, continues into seven yeah so Come um I, yeah. yeah, I, I, the graphics are great, and there is this particular side mission I did not like. I just want to highlight where you are helping out a TV studio crew, and yeah, yeah, you end up place. siding with the abusive, maybe oh. sexually harassing, uh, a director. Uh, I don't know. He like made like some bland, forgettable comments towards one of the actresses. So I don't know if mm. I'm looking too into that, but it just seemed off, and I didn't like the Kiryu ultimately stood up for the director in that case it just felt like i i was like i that's not hashtag not my kiryu yeah <laughs> so that's that's worth pointing out also in yakuza 7 it is very i think in a lot of ways very good at celebrating like the validity of sex work yeah um, and mm. pu- like putting it up like we should not be shaming people for their particular like their occupations as well as like in a safe environment like their sexual preferences which is mm. great it does go a little bit in the like oh it's not their fault they didn't choose this where it's like some do yeah, don't shame sure. the ones mm. who do yeah for sure. um, but like that is worth pointing out but otherwise like kasaka ichiban is a beautiful human being mm. and i think like kiryu as well and um I really like Majima. Gary, which is surprising because he's a very lawful, good, lawful, neutral character. Um, and I yeah, always... he's all about honor. Yes, he's all yeah. about honor, and and, and, Kiri, him, or and Zuko, him and Zuko from Avatar: the Last Airbender would be good friends. <laughs> yeah, uh, honor. But um, yeah, like th- those stories are so charming and captivating from the get go. In the same breath as them being like about loyalty, honor, and serious subjects, and then being slapstick hilarious in the same breath. Yeah, Kiryu's just got, yeah. he's just got a stone face look while he's disco dancing, and I respect the hell he's out the of that. Man. He, he's the straight man. He's the straight man with uh, Goro Majima's, like, absurdity. Yep. Um, That's great. Lastly, I have been playing It Takes Two, but not by myself, Marvel. I have been playing uh, <laughs> with, with my partner, Kim, uh, who is thankfully not here, so I can say some of the things I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> a truth comes out. Uh, Kim is a beautiful person, and I love her greatly, and I hope she doesn't listen to this part, but she's not very good at video games, uh, which she knows. Uh, we all have our strengths. We all have our strengths. I'm not a very good person at platformers. I'm not good at Souls-like games. Uh, puzzle games often elude me. Um, so this game can be challenging for both Kim and I. But definitely putting that out there. Totally. But it takes two's greatest strength as its greatest weakness. It Who you're playing this with really depend, determines how much fun you're going to have with this kind of game. Now, that said, sure. even though Kim isn't like as... My, my, even though my partner isn't like as used to video game logic and like what you would think as much as I am. And like, we can get like snappy at each other and annoyed. Like I wouldn't, mm. pl- if you're a relationship on the rocks, I wouldn't play this game. I think Kim and I have a pretty healthy relationship, but we can get really snappy at each other sometimes with this game. Like mm-hmm. I thought you were going to do X or like, we didn't say this or I like, you jumped. I didn't say that I was ready. It's all about communication. It's all about communication. Um, And so Kim and I have put another four hours in where we are at, 
uh, the tower at this point. We're trying to get to the top of a tower. Um, and so I think we're about like, we, I think we have two more levels left uh, and then we'll be done. Um, I think you may be further off than you think because I remember I was okay. at that point uh, and I thought I was almost done and I still haven't gotten to the end. So the game yeah, is longer I... than you think it's going to be. Yes. Yeah, it's that's what I've heard. Be, it's supposed news. to be like 10, -ish, 10 to 12 hours or something like that, but it takes... It, it, it takes more than two. two. Actually, <laughs> it takes more than two. But I would say, actually, ironically, every level kind of takes us about two hours to finish um, because mm -hmm. we struggle with puzzles. Sometimes we just want to, like, keep grinding it out, like, in our head and, like, figure out, like, what we have to do. Uh, and so sometimes that can hold us back, too. Kim is also not very good at platforming. And I find the platforming in this game incredible. So, like, there is a part. This is a very minor spoiler for something gameplay-wise. But you get to use a fidget spinner, and you Ugh. can use it as a way to fly through the air. And I swear to God, oh my God, you just, you just ruined just... Mapples. <laughs> like you've ruined the game for him. I, I swear to God that this is the best mechanic I've ever seen in a video game ever. Like I, mm. I only got to experience it for like five minutes, but I wanted more of it. God damn it. Um, the skiing, there's like a skiing section too. That's really good in this, in this game. Uh, it's just incredible. Like I, I think the platforming is really responsive, really generous for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, this is going to be, this is going to be my top 10. Uh, this, like, this is yeah. definitely top 10, if not top five, uh, Goaty. And I know, same, I know same. like it's been kind of a dry year, but like, even if it was a more busy year, this would definitely be top 10. I think this mm -hmm. game is incredibly mm -hmm. polished. Uh, the gameplay is excellent. Um, I think its theme is good. There's some. The characters are iffy, definitely, and their personal judgments. I can see how that would throw some people off. Rob, you've got something on the tip of your tongue. Man. So, so uh, Brian and Kel have been playing this together. Uh, Brian yeah. of Draft Punks mm -hmm. and his wife. Uh, they've been playing yep. together for our like Saturday night streams. Uh, they've been having a blast together and have been able to kind of push through a lot of these um, not issues, but like these trials as well as you're facing uh and they've been having a blast with it as well as um i from what i understand uh this game also has like potential issues with like relationships we'll see uh but i will mention tactical dreamer of the spelunkers chris has also mentioned this is currently his game of the year mm -hmm. yeah which mm -hmm. is really interesting uh, from what I've seen of this game throughout Brian and Kel's streams, there is like so much variety to the gameplay and constant puzzles and yeah. like every section feels unique, which is impressive. And it, it's, uh, it's baffling how department. it's baffling how they've done all that and yeah. it's all done so well. There is yeah. it does not feel like there's a single weak link in there. It, yeah. it feels totally. so good. I've 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 only had one or two mechanics that I thought was even a little fidgety, and honestly, that's nitpicking. Yeah. I like. Yeah. I I, I want to be clear. I was not hyped for this game. Like, no, neither I was, was I. I was yeah. not looking forward to it. I had no expectations. I had never played uh, a Hazelight. Is that what they're called? Hazelight. Hazelight. Um. Yeah, I had yeah. never yeah. played like one of their games before. Mm -hmm. I had heard of them, but like I wasn't aware. Like I hadn't played it. So I, I right. had no hype for this game, but this game has taken me completely by surprise. The, uh, it's a very it's a very welcome surprise. The interesting mm -hmm. thing is, if you were to go back and play their previous game now, a way out, you'd be surprised. Um, it's a very mediocre game. It's like it's nowhere near as good as this. Like it's a good game. 
but it's well, like a seven out of ten. But you go back even further and you get Brother Tale of Two Sons, which is has true. been regarded as like one of the best instances of a co-op game, both in its like congruency with co-op and playing the mm. game with someone and like its narrative for being touching. And I don't think this has like the narrative flourish that Brothers of Tale of Two Sons has. Um, and from what I hear, by all accounts, like there's an instance with an elephant that is like horrible, and those parents are horrible people. Uh, but like, no, there's it... there's a reason why these two should get divorced. I, I, yeah. On a lot of fronts, these a little two bit. need to get divorced. And a little I, bit. I, I've uh, the only thing I and I I don't know anything about the ending, so I'm not going to spoil. Neither anything. do I. But all, all I'm going to say is, like, I've heard that it's more complicated. It's a more nuanced thing than what the book wants it to be. And so I, I, I don't huh? think the book completely gets what they want. That book is the villain. The book is the villain. Absolutely. The book is a monster. The moment, <laughs> the moment the book closed the door on them, when they were just about to get to May, that's when I'm like, no, no, no. We, we've gone from you being a cheeky, like, a cheeky guy to being like, nah, you suck, dude. Like, I'm you were actively in the, the way book of is Jigsaw from yes. Saw. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, Do you want to play another game? Man. <laughs> I have devised a little trap. What is it? Learn about love. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play a game. <laughs> Ever since I yeah. first watched that trailer, I did not want to touch this game at all. And it was just because that book is so that annoying. Book sucks. He is horrible. I love I thought, him you know so much. Lo- well, you're a bad <laughs> person. So um, <laughs> when I first got into the game, I was like, okay, I'm going to hate this book. And I'm not going to want to interact with it. And I was right because every interaction I have with that book is so miserable. I have, I have built a vendetta against him. And so I'm fully in support for the idea of him being the villain of the story. I just imagine Jigsaw as, as Dr. Hakeem. And it's just like, hey, Cody, I've, you want to play a game? I want to play with the bridge. <laughs> You've you've been able you want to take a divorce. Now I will divorce you from your lives. <laughs> and that's, that's it. That's, that's the podcast. Thanks for coming, oh, that's everybody. <laughs> Just kidding. James has got to talk about uh, a video game, and then we're then we're, I think then we're done. Yeah, I didn't yep. talk about a video game now. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't been playing as much uh, as everyone else, evidently. Um, the only thing I've really played this week, I think, is New Pokemon Snap, um, mm. which came out today, day of recording, uh, same day as another game. Um, another game. So yeah, I <laughs> so I haven't played new. I haven't played that much of it, um, but it's fun. I mean, okay, the thing is, I think I'm playing it wrong because. <laughs> uh Are you trying to take? The prestigious photos of the Pokemons? Yes, because here's the thing. It, <laughs> one of the characters at the start of the game um, tells you that you want the Pokemon to be in the very center of frame, nice and big, in the middle of Kyle Hilliard. No, it's the other one. It's the other one. But I want to be very clear. I want to be very clear. That is terrible photography advice. You do not want your subject to be in the middle of the frame. But that I think that's why I'm playing it wrong because you need to do that kind of thing to score points. But I I just cannot do that. Threes. I can't I cannot bring myself 
to have the subject <laughs> in the center of frame. And I don't think I will ever be able to do that. Um, so I'm going to continue scoring very, very poorly. Um, and I think that's going to make it far a far longer experience to get through. I so you're having to like betray your photographer instincts? I, I will not. I cannot. Well, that's what I mean. It's like that's what the game is asking for. And yeah. so it's like it's an uphill battle. Exactly. Um, okay. I, yeah. I, but the thing is, because it's sort of an unreal shooter, and it is fun enough because you're on sort of an unreal shooter, you're taking photos um, of the Pokemon, and it's, I mean, it's pretty simple, right? It's That's pretty much it, uh, at least so far. I've only played a couple of levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is fun enough at the moment. Um, and you can edit. There's some limited sort of editing stuff you can do with the photos, but it's pretty difficult to actually take a good-looking photo because the graphics aren't that good. It looks pretty rough around the edges. Um, <laughs> it's a Switch game. It's a Switch game. It looks like a Switch game. Yeah. Um, sure. Although there are better-looking Switch games. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. I don't have much else to say about it, really. Um, other than that, I'm looking forward to playing more of it. Um, mm. I Hopefully, I can... I, this is the challenge i've set myself is to actually take a photo that looks at least somewhat visually appealing um i don't think i professor hillier be damned exactly i i I don't think i uh i've gotten there yet but damn it i will oh yeah well there's a channel specifically in the ps premiere podcast discord server that you can show off your skill versus what they think skill is. Exactly. <laughs> um, so please join our Discord. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Rob is doing our plugs for us now. What is this? Yes. This seems to be a common <laughs> trend. You know, guests they come on here and they just they try. They're trying. You're trying to take my job. Is what <laughs> I, you're trying to do. I just I support the work that you do and I love it. I, I appreciate. I, I'm Rob here for photo awesome. mode. Rob is too good of a friend, too supportive. Let's move on to another segment. Get out of here, Rob. <laughs> um, right, well, uh, Rob, why don't you take the floor uh, then, since you're so good at podcasting. I, you know, no, Mitch, you're trying Mitch to take, take my it. job. <laughs> Mitch, take All right. Well, what are you, Mitch and Rob, you, you know, guys have been technically... playing... Technically, James, he just took your your position by delegating it to Mitch instead of you. So yeah, what, what, what what's going on here? Trying to throw a wrench in the the power dynamics of the podcast. <laughs> All right, uh, let's Maybe. let's talk about Returnal, um, mm. which also came out today, day of recording. And Mitch and Rob, you guys have been playing some of Returnal. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think of it so far? We have. Um, I mean, I'll quickly start off. I've probably only played about three hours before I went to sleep last night, and I've had a lot more fun than I was expecting. Um, I, I definitely went into the game with the idea that, okay, I'm probably going to have to, you know, like, push through it, persevere, try not to, you know, get into that mindset of, oh, I just died, so I'm just going to stop playing. Um, because it, it's one of those games, at least the, at the point where I am right now, where... I, I had to put it down for the night <laughs> and then I, you know, started doing some other stuff, started getting ready for bed. And I'm like, you know what? I might, I might just try and get one more, one more run of Returnal in. And, and then it turned into two more runs. The Hades effect. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It, it's got that exact same effect. That's I'd, a good roguelite. Definitely. I'd, funnily enough, I'd say the, the closest game I could compare this 
Games Combat 2 and, and gameplay would be Doom Eternal because it it's definitely much more bullet hell and you know like definitely house mark resogun and whatnot but it has it's very like mobility wise so far at least it's very much the same where you've got the dash you're constantly jumping constantly moving um in certain rooms you sort of have to like assess the situation go okay well i need to take down this enemy first because he's supplying health to all the other enemies and then i also have to take down all the turrets and Mm -hmm. oh this enemy has a shield so i gotta you know get rid of him as soon as i can it's that same exact um sort of like dynamic where you have to figure figure out and assess exactly what you have to do in doom eternal which is probably why i'm enjoying the gameplay so much um it's so yeah, as difficult as a good game. I'd I'd say it's I'd say it's um it, it's kind of just as difficult as like some of the like mid to late levels of Doom Eternal are. Like it's not it, it's the type of difficulty where it gets frustrating in the moment, but like right after you die and have like three point five seconds to cool off, you're like, okay, okay, I can I can go in for another run. Yeah, I as far as difficulty is concerned, I think so far it is it's a weird way to describe, but I think it is as difficult as you make it to be. Mm, mm. Where and that I know that sounds weird and might not make sense, but like it, it's as difficult as you as the pacing you set for yourself. Yeah. Whereas if it, if in combat you're like all about going 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 yeah you're gonna have sometimes depending on your build a harder time Mm -hmm. but if you take the time and are patient you are rewarded with typically victory absolutely absolutely i i I think a funny thing is is that on my on my second run i managed to get uh the melee uh the melee weapon i managed to get um i managed to activate the teleporters i essentially managed to do all this stuff and got up to the first boss and got within about like a sliver of like his final health bar before i died Big same. and i'm like uh, and i never got i never got that close again which, which sucked but it's it's kind of i have this weird curse it seems with roguelikes where like on my second or first run i'd get up to like the boss of that area and then i died the last second and then i couldn't i can never get that close again in any of my following runs um I- I don't think that's necessarily your fault with this game in particular mm. because it is very good at about okay, you got about this far as far as your progress yeah. is concerned. Yeah. Let's introduce this. Absolutely. And then it becomes like, okay, there's this enemy type, then this enemy type, then this enemy type. And it starts mm. throwing a bunch of things against the wall. Um, Definitely. Definitely. In a really interesting way. Now I, I oh, sorry, now here's the thing, right? Um the reason I kind of didn't latch on to Hades is because it's kind of that thing where you you play a couple of rounds and then like there's some progression but you get knocked back and it's kind of like I'd I'd never felt that itch to keep going as much as other people did um I was kind of like okay I've done a couple rounds this is a good stopping point and then from Mm -hmm. there it was kind of like every now and then I'll pick it up and play one or two runs Mm -hmm. um which I mean it works for that because the runs if you're as bad at it as I am then the runs are not that long um mm-hmm. but with this are the runs are you dying about as quickly as you probably would in something like hades depending i honestly think that's the thing is i think it depends on your engagement with some of the systems mm. right 
I I mean, my second run lasted me like well over an hour. Totally. And like it's you can, and that was only in the first biome as well. So like mm -hmm. I I expect Still if you take your time. Too. Yeah, does exactly. It... Like it can take you a while. So does it not frustrate so... you to lose that much progress? It's so the the thing with this game is that there are certain like milestones that you reach in a run like you know like it's been in the trailers but like at some point you find a house and you come across it and you have to track down a key to unlock it and then you go through this like little pt-ish segment um once you beat that for the first time you never have to go through it again like and same with like you get certain pieces of equipment like a sword and you can unlock teleporters they you never have to go through that again yeah there are permanent um, markers for progression exactly not to like not to mention that the the tiles are like randomized every time so like i think on the last one i had last night actually usually like you don't find that house um tile set till like you know at least like five or six rooms down i walked through the first door and the house was already there that happened so... to me today <laughs> Mm. like it it was it was weird but it's like i'm like i i felt some forward momentum of progression like the game was going okay you've died a few too many times let's sort of help you along here and get to the final boss quicker um but i i feel like the the good thing about this game compared to some other roguelikes is the fact that you they have even though i don't pay much attention to it they have the objective marker on the map so you know where you're going at all times essentially not so only not that like... but like it delineates main path doorways and mm. side objective doorways a absolutely absolutely which and... is a huge boon for like if that's your focal point for that run exactly exactly like you it's it's both incredibly easy yet also incredibly hard to get lost in this game like as i said you've got the objective marker but at the same time i feel like everything's so well laid out in terms of like what rooms lead to what that that it's it's kind of it it makes it hard for you to like sort of like just get into that stump of oh i have no no idea where to go or what to do you know totally like, i'm i'm at the point now where my objective is just to defeat the first boss and like i know exactly where that boss is now because it's marked on the map for me right mm. yeah it, it's it's interesting like you you bring up doom like doom eternal specifically but it's mm. I think both Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal have some of the best 3D map systems in video gaming yeah. to date. It yeah. like being able to delineate where your path is, things that you want to look for, should you so choose, but mm -hmm. also like translating that in a 3D space is incredibly difficult. Some games yeah. don't do it as well. Some games are like this in particular though should be commended for that map system is fantastic at clarity at all times you're able to understand okay this room has these things okay taking that information based on like my area scanner i see i have something that i cannot reach yet and so there mm -hmm. is like a mild metroidvania-esque element to like i need an ability to reach a certain yeah um, or like pro progression point but sometimes you still can bypass that and the game will reward mm -hmm. you for like clever observation yeah exactly yeah, yeah. bypassing some of those restrictions um mm. where you uh, can I... see like okay there's a chest here or there's a health uh, the health refill here so mm. i can go up here and then okay i didn't take any damage in this fight i'm at full health okay i take this health node 
that is progress toward like increasing max health for this run mm. or just I replenishing think... health yeah I'll, I'll also add you mentioned not getting hit um the there's this adrenaline system in the mm -hmm. game where essentially for every like three or so enemies you kill you essentially like level up your adrenaline meter all the way up to five right where by you know by like I, like level zero you you know all your weapons basically shoot normally but by level five like all of them have like sort of tracking projectiles and massive explosions and your character just running so much faster and mm -hmm. it it's apps it's like once you get into that gameplay loop of like managing to get up to like adrenaline level five or something without getting hit yeah. you feel like neo in the matrix essentially <laughs> yeah like, so like it it's it in a lot of games so it's worth mentioning so this is a 3d like arcade game essentially in its yeah. terms of its combat like it's so housemark is notable for their arcade style combat design mm. and this functions as like a multiplier for if you've played mm. resogun or matterfall or any of those games that they've done before like constant like excellent performance yields you a high score modifier mm. so to speak but in this game the high score modifier is yeah. actual like gameplay manifest Mm. yeah which is interesting mm. and it's an extension of that conceit from like in like an old era of game design but like it it blends really well into a roguelite and you start to see like yeah there are rooms that will be repeated but you will start to see like it will present opportunities for you to roll the dice and mm -hmm. gamble okay like i'm doing pretty well this run there is a possibility with its uh malignant parasites and things that, like parasites have a pro and con and then you have malignant chests things that will like okay you have a modifier that's negative but a positive for this timeline and once you complete this negative like the or complete the this objective the negative yeah, yeah the yeah. negative is gone yeah um but you also start finding things that like collectibles or items in the world that like get rid of malignancy just completely mm. eliminate malignancy so you still have your benefit that you're getting from that but it's like a constant cost benefit analysis of if you're focusing on that for this run this is what i want to build toward Absolutely. and Absolutely. you're constantly making like moment-to-moment -moment decisions that will determine like what is this run about mm. And I think mm, no. part of what I love so much about this game is it I, I have died probably like eight times because I am constantly trying out different combinations of things. I am always gambling for what will probably bite me in the ass, but mm. I want to see how it engages with the world. Mm. I want to yeah. see like, okay, I want to scan this thing and see how it inter. inter interweaves into this combat encounter okay so now i know i need to get an artifact but i have this benefit to like my melee also so there are a couple things i need to to shout out about this game like combat feels incredible absolutely the it's... shooting feels fantastic it feels like the best third person shooter sensibilities you could take from generations of learning and like build it into this but I highly, highly, highly recommend a couple things. First and foremost, change your control bindings. I recommend because so there's the um, it's been talked a bit 
about uh, the adaptive triggers where like you can zoom in half trigger and then pull full trigger mm -hmm. to get the alt fire for your weapon um which is really cool and it hasn't been an issue for me so much you can if you so choose you can disable that in the options that is an option mm -hmm. presented to which is great call you can also fully remap all of the buttons oh man which give more, more games yeah. <laughs> full remap <laughs> that's amazing because i completely remap my controls to where my dash is on l1 my jump oh, yeah. is on r1 so i never have to take my thumb off of my camera controls while i'm jumping and dashing mm. around mm. which makes combat way more engaging because I can yeah. start thinking about, and I also have my melee bound to my right stick. So I can, in the middle of a combat, smack my right, I don't have to take my thumb off of anything to smack something. Mm. And mm. so I start participating in combat and flowing so many different strategies together to where like, okay, this instance, I don't have to, I can turn around, smack something behind me. Uh, this dude's got a, I'd have some footage of this as well as like kind of showcasing ways you can blend in the combat together. Yeah, but like yep. when you experiment with the mechanics and the 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 key bindings or controller bindings in this way, you start to see what the game is going for, yeah. and you start like, like yeah, I died a bunch of times. I don't care because I learned a lot from mm. trying out different mechanisms and modifiers as they applied. Uh, yeah. Question for you: What has been your favorite weapon? And what has been your favorite alt fire? Um, I'd say the weapon would probably have to be the the carbine assault rifle thing you okay. can find, just because you know I'm much more of a DPS type of guy. Mm -hmm. And the fa my favorite alt fire would have to be I, I don't know what it's called, but it's like essentially like you hold it down. There's a bunch of like projectiles that sort of like track and hit a single the enemy. Like the the what is it? The tracker swarm. I think I think that's what yeah. it's called. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's it's very satisfying, like especially on. I don't say like mini bosses, but like sort of like some of the more tougher enemies. Yeah, like yeah. Orange bars, basically. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. where you like you just sort of like aim for like you know their weak spot on their head or something. You just shoot the alt fire at it, and you know like a bunch of their health bar gets split down. That's like, mm -hmm. well, no. Um, yeah. I, I feel like something that a lot of the reviews didn't like neglected to mention as well is that there are like multiple alt fires for different like for yeah. individual weapons like i don't i didn't see any reviews that highlighted that fact at all because that goes a long way into like diversifying the weapon loadouts absolutely and everything because you know like i went into the game with the impression that oh each game like each weapon has its own single alt fire that never changes yeah no like, that's not the case that like they're completely randomized um sometimes you can get like a really bad old fire sometimes you can get a really good old fire like i remember well, the, my first my first attempt at the boss i had the pistol and um which you know uh, usually isn't the best but you know i i did pretty well with it and i had the the tracker swarm attachment for that right, right. and that that went a long way into like sort of allowing me to you know get some hits in most also like dodging any of the projectiles and attacks right. and stuff but um so yeah like I, I feel like i've started to like figure out like okay you know like i you know like i'd say for the first boss at least the tracker swarm that would be you know a decent old fight to have going up against that thing but i i say the problem well not the problem it's more so just like my luck at this point but the problem with in that sense is that i 
I haven't seen any type of mechanic where you can swap alt fires for weapons, which I'd say, you know, nope. might be a bit overpowered, but that overpowered, but that could at least like especially later in the game would go a long way into sort of like giving you that choice of okay what 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 alt fire do i want for this weapon what would work best oh totally and that's where like you start encountering like so it's basically when you're starting to play after you first unlock seeing that mm -hmm. weapon for the first time you start yeah. finding like the red little spires of like your it's a great like a communicative tool of like okay this little node of light is this particular type of thing and the yeah. red beam is okay yeah. this is a different weapon and yep. some of those weapons are like the same weapon but a different alt fire alt fire yeah my favorite weapon so far has been the electro pylon driver and the I tractor storm as well yet. I so, haven't gotten the pylon driver yet. It's really interesting. So did you ever play much Destiny 2? Yes, yes. Did you ever get Anarchy from the Scourge of the Past? No, no, no I didn't. No, I didn't. But Okay, I don't want to spoil no, yeah. too much. But <laughs> basically, this weapon functions like Anarchy from Destiny 2, where you start okay. setting little beam, like, paths. Oh, okay. Knows that, like, can, uh, one function as like wall like laser walls mm. but as well as like you can ping it and shoot an enemy and it starts pulling the damage from those other nodes ah. and like centers in on that enemy it's really good if you have a strategic mindset mm. at setting up like okay i want to ping this corner and it has a really far reach too i found mm. uh, but like hit two different parts of the wall right beneath the enemy and then hit the enemy three yeah. different spots funneling damage in and then run in for a like one of his the enemy's friends smack him with the sword hmm. back out go in set up another trap bait enemies to you and like that's if you need to dial in the tracker swarm for like a, an elite or something that's yeah that it's so good i was gonna i was gonna say yeah that sounds infinitely more interesting than pistol shotgun assault rifle <laughs> but they're all but they're all satisfying to use because i've taken oh, runs yeah. where so it's worth mentioning proficiency with weapons is a it's not a uh permanent upgrade thing necessarily though there are no. like modifiers to your guns like high caliber uh, that you yeah, can unlock I think for you certain can, gun types. I was going to say, you can, like, sort of level up certain, like, alt fires and traits right. for, like, weapons that remain permanent. But, like, in each run, you have a weapon proficiency level, mm. which essentially, as you kill more enemies, that levels up. And with each level, you get, you know... I don't actually know what the benefit from each level to level is. I'm assuming it's just, like, the rank of each weapon, new weapon. Primarily, like, DPS and sometimes fire rate. If you look mm -hmm. over the weapon, a lot of the time it leans into the strength that weapon has yeah. for that particular mod. Like, high caliber, it's like, okay, fire rate isn't going to be great, but, like, damage per round is increased. And so you mm. start, like, seeing different build types to some extent. But you yeah. can't, like, always control it. You guys no. are um, really selling me on this game. It's yeah. really good. I Honestly, yeah. I, I don't want to <laughs> oh. drop 70 quid on this game. I, 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 I'll I'll say, say, I totally say, get that. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I want to um, ask, actually. Uh, yep. So y'all know me pretty well. You know, I'm very picky about my, my, my rogue, roguish games. 
<laughs> is this a fairly i've heard this is really tough i mean how tough are we talking is it accessible at all or like and i know we've talked about it's only as tough as you make it but like i don't know i I, I know especially rob you've had a lot of experience in the rogues genre so i don't know where this yeah, sure. ranks for, sure. for you yeah. so far i love that genre it's I, I I've found that a lot of people have found it easier than others, but also some other people find it to be more challenging than others. Yeah, it, it's kind of relative, I think, but also, I I am specifically like participating in combat counter encounters with reckless abandon because I'm trying to test things out. Mm -hmm. if, yeah. like I've it's worth uh, worth stating like i've only played like three or four hours of this game yeah uh like i played it for about an hour or two last night before bed a little bit before work this morning and then about an hour after work uh and so my specific drive has not been to like i need to get to the boss i need to fulfill this objective i need to get to the next biome it is simply like how does this work now how does this work because i'm not in a rush to complete the game i like that's how i work with games of this nature and roguelites in general is i want to see how the mechanics specifically interact with each other and then i start getting creative blending those together so that when on the fly i need to adapt i totally can and i'm comfortable with it yeah yeah i'd say i mean i'd say dory if you if you got through Doom Eternal, then I'd say you'd probably, at least, you know, these first couple of biomes, I'd assume, you'd get through them fairly decently. Mm -hmm. But I have heard that, like, once you get into, like, the fourth and fifth biomes, the difficulty does tend to stack yeah. a I lot. I mean, as long as so... marauders don't show up, you know, I'll be okay. <laughs> I mean, like, if a marauder fucking shows up while I'm playing Returnal, I'm shutting off my fucking PS. Marauder is a good enemy. <laughs> Yes. Agreed. They're, they're easy. They're, no. All right. Okay. No, we're All not right. doing this again. That's we're not doing enough. this again. Um, <laughs> All right. All right. No, but I, I imagine, um, Rob, you were saying it's uh, it, it it varies from person to person how sort of difficult you find it. Um, I would imagine that at least somewhat ties into how experienced you are with shooters and third person shooters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, um, I. I, I'll say like on the price point, I like I did buy it for full price. I'm not regretting my purchase so far. I'll, I'll, I'll say that much. Like I, as someone who was skeptical of very like skeptical of the price and the gameplay and the genre, especially, I'm having a ball with it. I'm not regretting my purchase so far. Um, and like I, I, I'm not gonna go out and say right away, yeah, it's worth the seventy dollars because I've got no idea, you know, what it's gonna be like in the in the long run. Right. But these first few hours have given me not my bang for my buck, but it's like have given me assurance that I'm not going to be have like um secondhand buyer's regret like I did for something like say Anthem or mm -hmm. Anthem. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, it, it's not so much that the there is a lot of variety in the game mm. I think even from the get-go it really depends on how much you want to engage with those things and not be so hung up on whether or not you die or lose a run uh, I have no issue like as someone that consistently beats their head against a wall like with any of the Souls games I'm not discouraged by constantly dying but because because of the reason like i enjoy trying out things it's one of those like 
I'm not going for a no hit, no kill Dark Souls run. Like, yeah, I want to understand like how this thing engages with this type of thing because it's fun for me. I enjoy the active moment to moment engagement with the systems, but mm. this has moments of difficulty. I'm sure down the line that you might find pot- potentially unfair. Um, but I think that it's worthwhile it feels incredible to play um i i'm one of those people that always encourages like spending the time to think about the bindings that you have on the controller or keyboard think Mm. about what makes sense to you change it accordingly especially in a game where you can change every button Mm -hmm. um and i think that also one last word of advice i think I've seen a lot of gameplay footage of people like kind of um, leaning into the zoom in, like the half yeah. zoom in L2 thing. Get used to hip fire because I think that you're better served at situational awareness by le- leaning into hip fire because you can start to understand enemy positions. And the 3D audio was really good as well, uh, communicating that as well. But mm-hmm. If you're constantly tunnel visioned with uh, like zoom in, you're gonna like uh, one of the criticisms I heard is like, I really wish the game gave you better like peripheral awareness is like just just hip fire. Mm. It's, it's very much awareness. <laughs> I was gonna say it's very much like the new recent Wolfenstein games where hip firing essentially gives the same amount of accuracy as just aiming down the sights, which essentially makes the ladder redundant. Um, yeah, like, too. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there are some benefits if, like, for the elite enemies, where, like, if you zoom in, you can see, like, there'll be like a red box around their head saying this is their weak point, but right. you can still get that weak point, that weak point in hip fire if you know where you're aiming, right? And, and the... not zoomed in, you can see exactly. I've got two enemies on his side that if I was zoomed in, I wouldn't have seen. And also mm-hmm. I have my mini map that relates like, okay, there is a danger triangle this direction. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's, it's very much one of those games where if you stop moving to like aim down the sights for like, however long you will get very punished for it. Potentially. Like, yeah. Potentially. Like I think early game, it's not as bad, but I'm, I've heard, and I can easily assume that, like, once you get into the later biomes, it's they're not gonna like make it easy for you to just sort of, you know, not stay there and not um, stay there and not go undamaged for it. Yeah, yeah. quick. The HUD's oh, really yeah. good. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say one one quick shout out before we move on as well is the story. Um, I I think the mystery they've set up so far is excellent. Like, it, it's nothing revolutionary, but the combination of having these really like sort of ambiguous like logs on your ship of like sort of transcripts from conversations that the main characters have yeah. had that's like okay what's going on here and i'm not going to spoil it, but like the so essentially the main goal so far is to find this white shadow broadcast and one of the logs essentially says or i, I think she actually says it in like the opening cutscene or something that like she's the only one that can hear this broadcast or something yep. around those lines so you've got that mystery as to like why she's the only one who can hear it and then you've also got the fact that there's this astronaut from like the um apollo era that's sort of like following her in her dreams and shows up a lot in death cutscenes or respawn 
absolutely which i mean the the visuals in the death cut scenes are amazing as well but <laughs> that's that so you've got you've got like you've got multiple mysteries going on here and it's all very much sort of convincing me to go forwards and figure out what that mystery is or what that leads to totally and i'm i'm really glad you brought it up because that was something i wanted to shout out like go back to your ship as you mm. play through the game no matter how many times you've died check in on yep. the ship logs and the conversation logs mm. because you start to uncover like oh i start to i'm starting a picture is being painted before me of one who celine is and two like her relation to this world and she's persistently mm. engaging with it despite like being told not to uh yeah yeah I yeah that but like it's it starts to get really interesting like the more logs that you start to get and the more those things you uncover it's worth going back and just reading through your inventory it's like it's that whole dark souls trope of like read the item descriptions but like if mm. you go through and start reading your records of items that you pick up you start getting like a really interesting picture like a comprehensive world painted out for you to some mm. extent it's it not to mention to shout out the audio logs as well they're they're they, they seem like more like a rarity in games nowadays but they're the perfect type of audio logs where what is being said is always engaging and they never last for too long so you're never like sort of like just stuck like sort of standing in the middle of the world for too long just waiting for it to end so it doesn't interrupt any other gameplay or dialogue or anything right but they're... i'm totally doing it yeah yeah exactly it's like you the the dialogue in well not not the dialogue but what's being said in those audio logs as you said paints a picture of what's happening and it again it makes me want to continue forward beat that first boss get onto the next um stage or world and find out whatever the hell is going on totally one yeah, I, I so far highly recommend one thing i yeah. wanted to ask about quickly before we move on um mitch uh, just earlier on you mentioned the uh, the house from the trailers mm. um is that just a clean rip of pt like if, i don't know if it's a spoiler but mm. it 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 gives off <laughs> pt vibe it is inspired by yeah like you, you can tell because it's got you know like it's kind of like pt where you've got like you know one shelf with like a picture frame and then you've got like a really long hallway with like no pictures or anything on the walls just like that um door at the end of the hallway and I, th I think one thing that was interesting is that um like you approach that door and like it starts opening and celine's like hey this isn't supposed to be open and then it just shuts right before her and i'm like okay that's interesting <laughs> um yeah. it's it's definitely not as like mind-bending or psychedelic as pt though where you have to like <laughs> breathe into like speak into the controller or yeah, something it's not, <laughs> it's not like that, it's... that to make sure that you know like you do a do -si do three times talking to the <laughs> mirror five times it is not that no, it's, it's it's literally just pressing triangle interacting with a couple objects yeah. hearing what celine has to say and then it's over yeah that's well, yeah that, that's really it's it it's intriguing absolutely absolutely it's it's more than intriguing but it's definitely if for whatever reason you're hoping for a experience and puzzle like pt this is not this is not it at totally. least so far yeah so um you guys seem very very hot on this other game yeah. i'm very yeah. very positive on it so far granted yeah. again 
three, four hours of it so far, but mm. I love Housemark games in general. Resogun, like Next Machina, Alienation, Dead Nation, all like all those games, Matterfall, all those games are of a kind and feel no matter what, really fun to play. This yeah. game feels really fun to play. It's just a different format. Hmm. Uh, I, I think not to mention like i'm someone who as i said earlier was skeptical was very skeptical on this game even up to, like the last couple of days um right. i'm very much enjoying it and i think the thing that enhances my enjoyment is the fact that there is a palpable story here with cutscenes and characters and or character and i know have some vague idea of this is where i need to go this is my goal because yeah. i feel like in i haven't played hades yet and i i've heard that's definitely different but like at least with like dead cells and other stuff like that i kind of get turned off by the fact that there's only like really vague hints at a story and even totally. it's not really a story it's just background lore but no there is a palpable story here with i'm with, with i'm assuming an end so mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to seeing how that all unfolds essentially From my understanding there are there is more than one ending. yeah yeah i heard that as well yeah so, so like there is there not to say like choice matters in this game but there are opportunities for you to engage with the game in such a way that it changes your ultimate outcome mm. and still participate in it to get like new outcomes to some extent something yeah yeah i thought it's like it's probably going to be something like oh collect x amount of like collectibles or audio logs something right. to get a certain ending i've heard that's what it's like but um yeah, I've heard there's at least three endings. Might be more, might be somehow less. I don't know, but um, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully, I can actually make it through at some point. <laughs> uh, I wanted to also jump in here for a sec, I, mm. Marvel. I don't I don't know. It seems earlier like you wanted to say something, but I I may have been misreading. Oh no, I I did have one very small question about what is the audio mixing like in this game? I've heard a lot of really good things probably. About it yeah on the whole very good i personally had to shift the priority to celine's dialogue mm -hmm. up a little bit because she kind of gets drowned out a touch by the atmosphere and the combat mm -hmm. but if you keep that in mind and like go into the settings and maybe shift up celine's dialogue a little bit it, it sounds fantastic but like the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay feels it sounds incredible mm -hmm. mm, absolutely it is clear clearly delineating each and every particular thing and it had like each there not just attacks but like there are so many individual things that have audio components to them that are clearly communicated with particular language like auditory language mm -hmm. that you start to internalize and understand uh, communicated moment to moment like you will start to understand i know there is someone behind me mm. so i can reflexively start to pivot out of the way that's great that's yeah really great. it's really good um right dory yeah do you know what uh the next part of the podcast is i do know what the next part of the podcast is james uh this is the part where we explain uh how it's all how it all works behind the oh wait no no that's a different podcast that's, that's, rock <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> ours that's ours uh no it's a sponsor segment right that's right um 
So we're gonna we're gonna take a break here and hear a word from our sponsor. We'll be back in a moment. Can't wait. This episode is sponsored by Toys for Bobby Kotick. Lamborghini, champagne, 50-foot yachts, so you can screw over your employees in style. Enjoying Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? Gone. How about those new Spyro games? Those are gone too. Crash 4? It's fucking gone. Come work for us and sign your life away to an eternity of working on yearly Call of Duty games where you have no creative control whatsoever. We needlessly just laid off dozens of employees so we could hire more. Sign up now. Right. Um, right. So, unfortunately, while we were off air... Marvel did start playing Mortal Kombat, so we will need to go back to the what we were playing segment because technically <laughs> he has been playing it this week. It Do it again. Um, no, the next uh, the next thing on the list is the Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift Apart new trailer and State of Play. So we all watched State mm. of Play, right? Uh, Dory and I mm. did the reaction stream with Seb, um, who I forgot to mention isn't here this week because he's uh, watching sports. Um, nerd. Uh, yeah. sports nerd <laughs> um but yeah uh how are you guys all feeling about uh ratchet and clank uh, marvel you you've watched this have you mm-hmm. yeah uh good god this game is beautiful i um, know i have not looked at a playstation 5 game that i've just been like oh this is what we were promised like this is exactly what i wanted when i heard that they were doing everything that they were doing with the PlayStation 5. I mean, Demon's Souls looks really nice. It looks good and all, but this is just like that step above um, where it takes everything that I loved from like uh, Miles Morales and its visuals. And it was just like, let's turn these into fun, colorful characters and then just let the world go. Yeah, and it's then you've, amazing. you've got the, the city with all the flying cars and mm-hmm. the ray tracing mm-hmm. and uh, the fur and then the fact that you can instantly tell like, us teleport. about the fur. Yeah, let's talk about the fur. <laughs> um, but the, the no, fact that you can like... That fur though? I know. <laughs> it's God. amazing. But then on top of that you've got the fact that like you can teleport instantly to other dimensions pretty much mm-hmm. um, with the SSD and everything like that. Um, and then you can make it all look even better with custom lighting rigs in the photo mode. There it yeah. is. <laughs> there it is. All right. Here's there's, there's James' five-minute segment on for, photo for, mode. For people, I mean, people who that didn't photo see mode, though. The, for people who didn't see the live reaction, that's when James lit up. <laughs> photo yeah, mode. I, he was excited I, before. Don't get me wrong. He was happy and excited before. Once that mm-hmm. photo mode, he's like, where's that photo mode? Where's that? As soon as it came on, me and Seb just like, all right, brace yourself. <laughs> I I skipped through most of the reaction just to get to that um part where you reacted and saw the photo mode and you did not disappoint James. I'll, I'll say <laughs> I would put it that way. Double fist clenched. Yes. <laughs> they they didn't show much, but they showed enough to know that it's just like the Miles Morales photo mode, which mm. is it enough for a, me. Um, it was really good. Uh, and th- they did Insomniac was doing uh this uh, live chat Q&A thing in their Discord server. I tried to get more information about that photo mode uh, out of them. They were giving me nothing. Um, so all we got is the stuff that was in that state of play. Wow. We've, we've gone on a deep dive, though. We've, we've done a yeah. deep investigation for, for this one. Um, but it, Reporter it, in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. It looks so good, though. Um, yeah, it does. It looks incredible. Like I've been, so I've been playing uh, the the remake or reimagination of the 2016 Ratchet and Clank, mm. um, and I've I've been enjoying that and in anticipation of Rift Apart. And like I don't have like the deepest investment in Ratchet and Clank as characters or as yeah. lore or whatever, 
but like i'm i'm day one like this is a day one buy Mm -hmm. like i i couldn't be more sold on this uh this looks fun as hell uh the the movement and combat looks really fun i'm sure the humor and writing is going to be on point um ratchet and clank is one of those rare series that is actually able to blend comedy and and action generally speaking right obviously they they, i'm sure they have i i'm I'm only played crack in time and the 2016 reimagination which i'm playing right now um but um you know generally like they are good at the laughs which video games often struggle with um Mm. i'm really excited to see what they come up with it's so consistently charming throughout the entire series yeah yeah i'm like hearing to that we were saying a little bit during the the reaction stream um it looks significantly and it's not a huge surprise because i i I mean i at least kind of figured that it would be um but it looks significantly larger scale than the 2016 reimagining yeah Um, which was i mean that was like a movie tie-in so that kind of makes sense but um yeah like this looks this is a fully fledged ratchet and clank game it's not just uh, a tech showcase for the ps5 mm-hmm. yeah i feel like one because because i surprisingly enough i only just finally beat the 2016 game like a couple days ago because i realized that i didn't actually beat the final boss oh like i like i <laughs> i don't know how <laughs> but i'm like hey I, I i don't think i don't feel like i've seen the ending cutscene either that or i just don't remember it at all but I actually eventually went back and figured out, no, I actually do. I haven't beaten the final boss yet. So I did that. What that boss revealed to me is that I'm not, or I wasn't in love with the gunplay in that game because a lot of them felt, you know, at least like in terms of like feel and feedback, they didn't feel very powerful unless that that's just me. But from what I'm seeing in this, in the, in the preview they've showcased as well as you know just um what they've said with the dual sense the guns feel like look like they're going to have a lot more impact and sort of grit to them in this game than the last i mean i i kind of know what you mean with the the weapons in 2016 so it was kind of 50 50 for me where i had like i pretty much stuck to um the uh the blaster what's it called again the the that one yeah that one (laughs) no the the plasma the whatever anyway the first gun that you get um yeah the combustor yeah. the combustor um yeah. but you know stuff like the the pyrocitor um yeah and some other ones like that i just never touched just because there was no feedback uh no. whatsoever from those but what i love about ratchet and clank uh is that you've got so much of variety like it's not all just point and shoot stuff you've got like the groovatron you've got mr zircon yeah. um you've got the sheepinator <laughs> the a personal yeah. favorite of mine Mm. um uh, self-explanatory what that does but uh yeah those are just like there's so much variety and i assume those fan favorites will probably make a return in the new one i would be disappointed I, if there was no Groovatron, mr zircon and sheep in air I'd, I'd, assu- I'd assume that they'd be in there i mean the the thing because the interesting thing that they seem to be doing is that they seem to be sort of splitting the weapon arsenal between ratchet and rivet which, you know, makes sense and it's not a bad idea at all. But I'm just wondering... I'm, I have full faith in Insomniac, but I'm wondering how they're going to sort of switch up their play styles if they're going to try and do that at all between each of the characters. Like, for instance, if they're going to make, you know, Ratchet much more of a sort of DPS tank type of character, whereas Rivet's mm. much more sort of like... Maybe not like long distance, but sort of like more like a scale, whereas it's just sort of like 
less damage but can be more mobile i'm, I'm interested mm. to see what they'll how they'll sort of like show the differences between the two characters yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd i'd really like to see that i think because there's a lot of interesting stuff you could do with that where you sort of have the two mm. different characters have those two different play styles um mm. would they have to then if they make a subsequent game have two playable characters in that as well that's true i mean it's the it's the spider-man miles morales sort of problem where you've now you've got like a follow-up or like another playable character in that series and when people like in miles morales's case that game essentially like improved on that game's gameplay and traversal tenfold a lot better yeah 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 so now insomniac have run into the problem for the second spider-man game where they've assumably they've got to find a way to sort of like balance that out for peter and give him some abilities or some more traversal options to actually bring him up to miles better uh, enable the opportunity to play between either in some mm, yeah. capacity even if they even if they do that they still have to make uh peter's gameplay totally as fun as miles um so yeah it totally. really is the new trolley problem the miles Morales yeah. problem mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> problem yes. for our ages um <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah what how are you guys feeling about uh rivet who is the the female longbacks that we saw we now know her name oh, is rivet her- She's so first off, uh, great name, uh, excellent name. Uh, second, voiced by Jennifer Hale, so it's an automatic mm-hmm. win for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I I knew that I heard that Rivet's voice sounded familiar, but I couldn't place. It. I thought it was Laura Bailey, but I was like, I don't, I don't yeah. want to be that person who goes like, oh, it must be Laura Bailey. It's a big <laughs> Sony property thing. Or Yuri uh, Lowenthal. Um, uh, yeah. I, fuck you. Damn it. <laughs> I was there. Um, <laughs> I, I got injured. Um, yeah, I but anyway, no. Oh, sorry, you go. <laughs> I was I was just gonna say I think she's great. Um, I think yeah, her yeah. her voice is really great. Um, I'm I'm all up for uh, diversity in characters, which is great. Um, and it'll be definitely interesting lore wise because I don't know a ton about. Ratchet and Clank, but even I know that Lombaxes are a rare species, I'm pretty sure. Ratchet is the only mm-hmm. one of his kind left or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so this will definitely add a new wrinkle to uh, the lore and the relationship that Ratchet has to his species and stuff like that, meeting someone else like him. Um, I'm hoping they don't do any kind of weird romance angle, because that just feels, was, like, that yeah. be, <laughs> feels like that would be the wrong him. choice, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I have more faith in Insomniac than that, but whatever. I was I was actually going to bring that out, too, because yeah. like we're kind of being led to believe that Rivet is the alternate dimension version of Ratchet if they're, you know, both the last of their kind and whatnot, mm. so <laughs> forcing, like, a romance between them would be the oddest star-crossed lovers (laughs) (laughs) oh no anyways um (laughs) what i was going to mention earlier is that from like a new like first impressions i got the impression that it would be like a tara strong type of um actor playing rivet but no like when i heard it was jennifer hell i'm like wow i wasn't expecting that type of range from Jennifer Hell because like I'm much more used to her having sort of not, not, not necessarily not necessarily the gruff voices but 
kind of um like more more deeper than sort of and less animated than what they have in Ratchet and Clank here. But I'm yeah. again I'm all for Rivet in this game and Jennifer she, Hale. I, she's usually cast for a particular skill set yeah. essentially. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. I, I, have I have to a say... particular skill set. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say I am starting to hate the name Rivet. Um, because every time oh, somebody boy. every time somebody says it, I it sounds like a ribbit, and I'm like, it's everyone sounds like a frog all of a sudden. I mean, uh, she's hopping around are. these air, these arenas constantly. Like, we need to look at what the Lombaxes and frog DNA is. Just, just, just saying. What if for for ribbit instead of a sheepinator, they have a frogginator? So she just hopping has a yes. frogs. Yes, ribbit for ribbit. <laughs> I like it. Yep. Love it. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a little worried about going into this game as a, uh, pardon my use of these words here, but as a Ratchet and Clank virgin. I, I've never experienced any. Where is the exit button? There we go. I've, <laughs> I've never uh, played any of these games or um, watched the horrible movie that came out. Uh, I have Wait, how, did no you say horrible movie? Now. Yeah, it was a good you movie. Love it, James. Yeah, there was you it? go. Not surprised. <laughs> it was. No, it was James. Bad. It was good. Mm, it was a solid okay. movie. I'll trust okay. your opinion here. I no, I won't. I'll let you have your opinion here and won't take too much crap out of it. But but as someone who's never um, been in this this world, knowing that there's so much lore stuff that people are already picking apart about, you know, being the last of their species and how that's going to play out in the story. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to be missing here. And <laughs> it's a little nerve wracking to be, to be fair that Insomniac did say in the state of play that it's a standalone story. Like, yeah, okay. for newcomers yeah, like, like I, like I myself, I've only played the 2016 game and I, mm -hmm. I have very little recollection of what that game story is. Yeah, I, so... I do know. Um, I do know that it's set after I believe the PS3 games, so not in. Mm. It's, was... no, yeah. it's nowhere in relation to the 2016 game, but okay. it's going to be its own separate thing. So you don't need any prior knowledge. Just kind of jarring. Like it's it's not a huge deal, but it is kind of jarring to go like the most recent release, the first one, this most newest release. <laughs> After three games from like ten years ago, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, I was I had some questions about that because Doctor Nefarious looked very different from when I last saw him in the 2016 game. So yeah, they are going from the newer, older games. If that's how you put the it, the most but, recent yeah. chronological release of narrative of the ratchet and clank that... universe so so we're still going to complain about kingdom hearts right so we're going <laughs> to do that i mean we can a completely different ballpark story. <laughs> Look, i like that ballpark all right <laughs> yeah and james liked the the movie so i think we can all have our weird things we're into it's a good movie <laughs> <laughs> Um, the only fine. person who'd give it a score above six out of ten. Probably, <laughs> probably better than the just, new Mortal Kombat movie, which I still loved. But. Apparently, I have a lot of video game hot takes. I, it, we need. I need. Really I need a really corner. Not another jingle. Why are we making only so many so corners many. today? This is the third corner. We need one more corner to make a room. <laughs> hey. Ooh, I, uh, okay. Don't, what, did you guys hear the soundtrack? 
because they 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 put some clips of the soundtrack on the PlayStation blog post. I didn't get a chance to outside of the state of play. No. So it's I can't remember who is doing the soundtrack. Um, could is one of you Michael, maybe? Is it Michael Giacchino again? Because I know he did the Spider-Man it's, game. No, hmm. it's it's not. It's it's the guy from it's a guy from uh, Devo. Is that the name of the band? I yeah, don't know. Anyway, band. Uh, yeah. um, Mike, oh, Mike, Mark Mothersbaugh. Yeah. So, um, Marcus Smith, the creative director, he has a really good taste in music. I, I was saying on the uh, the stream actually the other day um, mm-hmm. oh, that okay. um, he was. I remember him saying that because he was also the creative director on Sunset Overdrive. I remember him saying mm-hmm. that um, a lot of people said to him after Sunset Overdrive came out, "Why didn't you use?" punk rock instead of garage rock because they use garage rock in that game for the soundtrack um and sort of you know i agree with him that garage rock was the right choice for that game um so he has a, a really good taste in music in my opinion um i was the, sorry this... I'll, I'll, I'll just i'll just quickly interject here um apparently this guy also did the score for thor ragnarok yeah which yeah gets me oh. very excited because yeah. the score for that movie was great for what they were trying to go for yeah. so, um yeah. Yeah, the, the thing is though um uh, this guy's obviously uh very talented one of my issues mm. with uh the soundtrack in spider-man uh not miles morales the soundtrack in miles morales is great but the soundtrack yeah. in spider-man kind of feels um very sort of vanilla it doesn't have a lot going for it like it sounds like spider-man but it's not memorable it's very flat it doesn't it doesn't it's not it's not very unique um so i that sounds i don't want to sound harsh but that sounds like a lot of uh john is it john pisano is, um, is it? yeah i'm, I think I'm not so. actually yeah, I, think, I think it's john pisano. that, yeah, I'm getting that sounds like uh that, that's kind of like a lot of his work but um hmm. with this i'm kind of getting similar vibes from the clips like it's very good music but hmm. nothing uh of the clips that they sent really or, or that they posted really jumps out at me um, I, you know, I mean I'd, I'd argue i'd argue in favor of the main theme for marvel spider-man because that's um what you call it that main theme i think is probably one of the best um you know spider-man themes out there <laughs> um the, sure yeah but it also the, it also sounds the... very much yeah. like a spider-man it doesn't differentiate itself very much and it doesn't um i like race vic if you know uh, who that is he's, he's a youtube yeah. video essayist oh, right. he, he has a great video on uh soundtracks i think uh, focusing on doom soundtrack and, and what that does well and everything and he makes a great point that like there are and i don't know the technical stuff about it but there are certain things that some soundtracks do that sort of switch up the formula because there is a, a formula that a lot of soundtracks mm. go for that's like sort of the the playing it safe kind of thing and i feel like spider-man mm. does that uh with so much of its music and not a lot of it switches up the formula to stand out no I, i'd say that's fair i, I think I mean, maybe it's just because I had the theme on repeat for a lot when the game first came out, but I think that I'm really big fan of the main theme, even though, yes, like, the instruments used and how it's composed, that does sound very, you know, like, derivative and redundant, considering other superhero themes that have come out in the past decade. Um, yeah, it's but... like trope orchestral. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like, uh, funnily enough, I feel like post the first Avengers movie, almost every single superhero movie had the same exact, like, sort of soundtrack, essentially, where it was always trumpets, it was always some, um, maybe some drums or something. Like, I feel like the... I, I feel like one of the first um, movie, like superhero movie scores that really blew me away was Black Panther's score because mm-hmm. that actually used Same. some. Really good. Um, yeah, that was really good. Like it actually did something different with what instruments were used and like, you know, they had like o- orchestral and stuff. Like it was, it was great. But I feel like we're getting deviated from Ratchet and Clank <laughs> at this point. So I'll bring it back. Sure. Um, I mean, yeah, that's that's all that really jumped out to me though. Um, from yeah. the the reveals, apart from, I mean, like they have some really nice looking suits, uh, or mm. armor armor suits that you can unlock in that game. It looks um, like the customization is going to be like, and it seems like there's a lot of um, variation in the gameplay as well. You know, aerial it, combat. They were saying uh, this sort of slime you're riding on a snail or whatever it is. I was I was gonna say the hardened UI looks like looks like it's been lifted straight from the Spider-Man games essentially, like the pause menu, the photo mode menu, yeah. that all basically looks identical to Spider-Man. Yeah, same with the like an evolution of. Well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. Which I mean, I'm I'm all for. Yeah, hundred um, yeah. percent. Right in that case, uh, hey Marvel. Yes. Uh, what is your favorite game of all time? Oh lordy, that's a wonderful question, uh, and one I was not prepared to answer. So as a joke, <laughs> might I throw out bug snacks? Uh, definitely not a real answer, but that's all I got. <laughs> the incorrect <laughs> answer. The correct answer is actually <laughs> The Last of Us Part Two, uh, <laughs> which brings me to my next topic. Wow. Wow. Great job, James. <laughs> Uh, which is uh, the the Last of Us Part Three, um, according to Neil Druckmann, uh, on a, a podcast he was on, had the story for Part Three has been outlined, uh, the uh, by Neil Druckmann and uh, Hallie Gross. Um, it, the the game is nowhere near in production or anything like that. Mm. It's kind of like they just have an idea of where the sto- of what the story they want to tell with it, um. So I guess it's still up in the air whether it'll actually happen or not. Um, it seems like they're on that track, though. You know, round out the trilogy, Godfather Part Three. Let's get it done. Um, are you guys ready for uh, the Last of Us Part Three? I, I by this yeah. fucking point, it doesn't matter what we want or what we think. I mean, <laughs> Druckmann's got a goddamn vision, and he's gonna see it through, and we're all probably gonna love it or slash hate it. Um, yeah. I, that's, I don't feel like true. I'm emotionally prepared for this, but uh, luckily for me, uh, Naughty Dog will take a, a a few years or or maybe less. I don't know, uh, and then maybe they'll be close. I don't know. I I because I mean you know as as we all discussed way back when in the um, spoiler cast discussion for part two, Ooh, I don't think you're going back there. Our... I know I'm going. I'm that was going one of our bed. first. That was our first podcast, I believe. It was. It was. It was so good. Um, <laughs> we all pretty much universally agreed that we don't want a sequel. But I guess this this news Time's kind change. of confirms. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this news kind of confirms that, at least to some degree, 
Neil Druckmann and Hallie Gross didn't necessarily end or have part two end as a definitive conclusion to the story, mm-hmm. or they at least, you know, left it open, which we all kind of knew, but this feels like really weird news to put out there if they're just not going to do anything with it. <laughs> like, yeah. if... They're definitely doing years. something with it. There's no, yeah. there's no way they're not. Especially after exactly. Last of Us Part Two did did absolute gangbusters. I don't know what yeah. that is supposed to mean, but absolutely, <laughs> like it's, yeah. I, yes. I, I mean, this <laughs> this feels like really weird news to put out. If like say five, ten years time, there's just nothing to show for it, and they're just like, yeah. So what we we didn't make right? it. That'd be like, redi- that'd be like announcing like a a pirate game, uh, and then like never following up on it or doing anything. <laughs> I, with it. Yeah, I don't know what <laughs> what kind of publisher would do that. Uh, that's ridiculous. I, I, no, I, certainly not that. Ubisoft. No, um, no, Ubisoft is perfect, and they've never done anything wrong. Yeah, I would kiss Ubisoft right on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I'd only taken a small sip of my. Of my fucking- <laughs> Uh, all right. Tune in next week for the Marvel and used Gimo kiss cam. Um... <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I'm very oh. ambivalent about this. Um, yeah. I, you know, I said the same thing about Last of Part One. I don't need a sequel. If they're gonna do a sequel, I don't even know what I'd want to see from it. Like, I like, and to say what I would want to see from it is is huge spoilers so i don't even know if we mm. want to go there but yeah i yeah i don't remember what i said on the spoiler cast but um i i'm pretty sure what i would have said at the time is that i would only want a sequel if they have a story worth telling yeah, and i yeah. think i think that's the only yeah. situation they would make a sequel in as well because i mean yeah. it's clear mm. that they value this franchise and they don't it's it's clear that Sony puts faith in their studios to the whether or not they want to like they don't put pressure on them. Okay, you need to make The Last of Us Part Three because money. Um, except in Days Gone to in, in except well, in Days Gone's case, but... that was like they didn't want them to make it. But like in terms of yeah, they wouldn't yeah. force them to make Days Gone Two because they wanted money or anything from it. But um, or at least from true. my understanding, but um, it definitely seems like they're in control of that and they wouldn't make. Um, a part three, unless they had a story for it that had that was more mm. than surface level. But mm. the other thing that Neil was saying on the podcast, um, was that they're sort of it's a different situation than when they made part two, because by now they feel like they've sort of cemented the themes of the franchise, so there is only like one kind of story that they can tell in that world from now on. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and that yeah. is a story that is going to be very, uh, probably depressing and brutal to some people, I'm sure. <laughs> some yeah. might say unnecessary, it's... but... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it definitely won't be divisive at all. No, no, no not at all. No, I think I think the internet will be just fine. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not like whatever future project naughty dog naughty naughty dog does won't be mired with controversy from people just needlessly bashing them for no and you know oh yeah i if, like all of that unnecessary if, if that does happen then i'm sure uh when the game comes out 
when people play the game um, and realize that it is fun, I am sure they will say, you know what, we were wrong. Mm. I'm sure they yeah. will do that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because because <laughs> yeah. the internet are humble and responsible people. That's yeah. what they're known for. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I feel like, Rob, I feel like oh. uh, there may be a tinge of sarcasm going on here, but it's no, no, no. I, <laughs> I think they've told their story and should leave it alone. Yeah, those that, are your thoughts. Yeah, I'm. I'm not against. And Rob, I'm not against that. You know, you know, I'm. I'm the biggest. Well, not the biggest, but one of the biggest fans of, of Last of Us Two on this current podcast. Um, Second even biggest. I'm, 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 <laughs> what's that? Second biggest. That's why I said one of the biggest, because I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> uh, but even I'm okay with it, them just leaving it. Like I, I think they've done a magnificent job with their story, and, and I think they've made the combat as good as it's going to get, and I just don't see what they could do with it. But I said that about The Last of Us Part 1, and or, or, or just The Last of Us, excuse me. I'm um, fine with I'm... them leaving Joel, Ellie, Abby, all of those characters behind. I'm fine yeah. with them reaching out into that world and telling new stories with new characters in yeah. that setting. Yeah. I'm way more on board with that than hashing out more of that story with those characters. I don't need them to keep fleshing those characters Rob, out. I know what they are. It's fine. It's done. The story's over. You mm. have. I can tell you have no idea the can of worms you've just opened. Um, <laughs> well. um, no, I have, I have some opinions about that. So, I I I mean, I'm with you, right? They can like though they can leave those characters behind. You know, their story is done and all that. Um, they could be left behind. Okay. Um, <gasps> that sounds familiar <laughs> for some reason. But uh. I I I know I'm not saying they couldn't do this, but I I just think. That that war that franchise is far more about its characters than it is about its world. Its world is bland in comparison to the life of its characters. And I think if you uh, if you just plonk some more characters in their life is strange style without any kind of lean over, uh, like with introducing new characters while maintaining the old characters, like Part Two did. Uh, I think if you do that, it stops being The Last of Us. I'd I'd say though, if they made like if they strictly made it to be a spin-off and not part three, then that could work. But I like I'd I'd say if there has to be a part three, then yeah, keep the characters. But ideally, you wouldn't go for part three at all because we don't need any more other characters. But if you do do a part three, keep it with the same characters flesh them out more if you have to or at least find something interesting to do with them because good god some of the like fan pitches for part three i've seen on twitter and on the internet have not been good um but <laughs> regardless i feel like if if you know we went that route of telling new stories with new characters it'd have to be a spin-off because part one and part two mm -hmm. are very much joel and abby's joel, joel and ellie joel and ellie's story um so i mean you could have a part three with primarily focused on abby because i feel like she's got some story to tell but even then i'd argue that that could just be a spin-off and not a full part three because part one and part two are 
very much linked in terms of the story and the morals they're trying to say. Like, they're very much, you can't necessarily have one without the other. To so, get the I mean, I, the, the bottom line is that lightning can strike once, and it can even strike twice. But I, mm. at, at, by the time you're trying to reach for that third one, it just feels like... They're it, milking it, the like series it, and franchise for all it's worth. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind us doing a sequel to part one. I, I thought it was unnecessary, but it, it, the, I was confident that they had something to say, and and they did. But at this point, I'm not confident that they could, you know, again, like we've been talking about, flesh out these characters more already. I mean, maybe the newer characters that they introduce, and you can just do it like similar to how we had new characters in this one based on the old characters so you could do it like mm. a kind of a branching tree or something like that uh i don't know not good at images but um yeah i don't know you could I... like you could have stuff from the fireflies right like what are the fireflies up to i'm actually halfway interested in a last of us game that tackles like the fuck have the fireflies been up to for the past five years like i'm kind of interested in that well that's mm. that's kind of what last of us 2 was with abby and that's kind of the story that the the her her characterization told was like the fallout of the fireflies with the impact joel had on that path and then the avenues that some of the like the falling out had on some of those members and the repercussions of that and so on and so forth sure, sure. i to me like there's totally merit in like the world of last of us isn't the most interesting component to it i mm. agree like the characters and the characterizations that they provide like it the the world is just a background because like ultimately the last of us one in some ways like to be reductive is just lone wolf and cub that mm. is a story they're telling or cormac mccarthy's the road that is the story they're telling but with their own personal spin but i I want to see them create like they have no issue. I think creating new characters mm -hmm. for me to care about in that world. Like Abby was a great addition to the world of the last of us. Lev mm -hmm. fantastic character addition to the last of us. Mm -hmm. I don't think they need to keep harping on like Ellie's story because I know what Ellie's story is. Like maybe they'll have an interpretation down the line, but it doesn't, that isn't interesting to me compared to new ideas that they could take down that path. And I don't fault them for wanting to take, make a sequel to the last of us, even though I think narratively the last of us is one of the best stories told in video games. I don't think, mm the sequel delivers on that in some respects, but I don't think it's a bad game. Mm -hmm. I just think that some components of it weren't like, didn't, did not speak to me in the same way, but that I don't think that they couldn't create new stories from that world. Yeah. yeah. And because like, what were some of the most interesting components to the first last of us, the characters you met along the road, bill and uh the two brothers and like all the people that you met constantly provided interesting narrative backdrop for what the world was like but like at this point we know what the world of the last of us is like it is grim it is hard it is unforgiving 
but to see new people interact with that in different ways rather than just focus on like yes we know people suffer mm -hmm. that is a part of life in this world cool yeah what are different ways you can lean into that rather than just make it about like first games about focal point according to them is love second game focal point according to them is hate even though like love still is a factor in that like what di different and interesting ways can you spin that story i'm not opposed to that i just i'm skeptical for sure yeah yeah and I'm, I'm... i think i think in in last of us too it was definitely yin and yang of like you can't have that hatred without the love and you can't have right. yeah. that redemption story without the things that you need to be redeemed for like right? the without fall the from grace yes the fall totally from grace and all that stuff um yeah marvel you were gonna say something uh, I was just going to say that I'm right there with Rob, where I feel that The Last of Us is quickly heading towards uh, what I call the Star Wars trajectory of we have had so many great stories with these characters, and it's kind of time to just let them rest. I know we've only had two great stories with uh, Ellie and and her her whole backstory with Joel, but those were maybe two of the best stories ever told in video games and i'm ready to see something else also <laughs> like, how I'm, much I'm time did we spend our count wise with mm. the entirety of the skywalker saga yes. versus the last of us part one and two yeah absolutely like our yeah. count is like the ratio is completely different there i get it's not the same medium but like we spent so much time with joel elliot now abby Mm -hmm. as well as like the skywalkers i don't care about the skywalkers anymore <laughs> yeah no rob you don't understand like everyone is related to the skywalker somehow and it's five degrees <laughs> of kevin bacon and you just need to accept it mm -hmm. kevin palpatine bacon skywalker <laughs> you know what, um, uh... kevin, kevin bacon for the last of us three confirmed <laughs> i listen you guys make uh, a really good point that i you know i agree with it i just want to say one more thing uh and this is not I don't want this to be sort of degrading to your opinions on the matter. I just want to say this for me. The Godfather Part 3 is a good movie. <laughs> so oh you're saying so you what you're saying is Last of Us 2 is the Godfather Part 2 <laughs> and is lesser than the first and the potential follow-up. I think The Godfather Part 1 and 2 are different movies. I personally, I, I could personally. I'm sorry, are you just telling me that different numbers indicate had different? To draw movies? that picture. <laughs> I could go. I could on a on any given day. I could like one more than the other. I, I totally understand. And I know everyone hates the Godfather Part Three, but I think that's more to do with expectations than it is to do with the quality of the movie. That that that's the whole thing about like sequels and follow ups and trilogies, like it's all a matter of tempering expectations totally i agree right. with you there i'm lucky I just, that i've only seen one and i haven't seen two or three yet they're they're good in different respects i lo i loved one so i i it's an incredible film yeah but it, that's the thing is like and again like film game parallels you can only draw so many comparisons cinematic parallels rob mm -hmm. so ellie's gonna wake up one day with a horse head in her bed uh, <laughs> a, I, a horse, I, of course of course <laughs> i i think that you're in the, the further along that path you walk 
with sequels, the more invitation you present for expectation and setting yourself up for failure. Mm -hmm. I don't think Neil Druckmann is a bad writer. I think that the stories that they craft are very interesting. They take risks. I'm all for taking risks. Not every risk is going to pan out the same way. Mm -hmm. I'm just... I, I am a, I, I am the type of person that like Bloodborne is one of my favorite games of all time. I don't want Bloodborne 2. Yeah. I want something else completely. Yeah. I want I like like you say, new IP, so to speak. Is like I want new ideas, but I understand having an attachment and a fondness for the world that they've created in yeah. those characters because they're important, impactful moments for sure. I uh I understand that mentality more than it probably seems um, oh, for sure. I'm, I'm like i'm very big on the idea of you know let things breathe don't overdo it don't make totally. like 16 star wars films you know or get me. 22 oh, marvel did... movies yeah, <laughs> exactly I, I feel you that. i feel you um, 1500 different Disney Plus series but at, but or at, nine different land before time movies i mean come on let that series <laughs> breathe but at the same time, <laughs> I really, really want Resistance 4. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay. All right. Okay. But that's a different that's different though. Uh, well very different. Yes, it is and it isn't. I like I, I'm with you. I want a Resistance 4, but it is similar to God of War 4. Yeah. I want it to be something completely new and worthwhile which is what mm. like half-life 3 half-life alex was mm. which is what the whole conceit of half-life was every iteration was constantly breaking new ground for what the yeah. medium was possible for that was the whole point of half-life and so why you never saw half-life 3 until half-life alex was because what the hell do you do with that series? Yeah. With so many expectations built up over decades. But like taking it in a different way. It's a, it's a prequel. But what did it actually do for... I haven't even played it. But like the fact that it did so much for VR as a medium to begin with. Like it was all... The focal point was not so much the narrative. It was how can we experiment and try new things out while still adding to that experience hmm. and like i will also agree that uncharted 4 is the best game in that series but i also am so done with uncharted yeah that i don't want that series to continue uh, I, like I also i don't enjoy those games after yeah. a certain period of time because I, they I stop feeling I, good like i personally don't recommend playing uncharted 4 and then even uh, I, I swear to God, I'm just going to mention it for a second. But then play Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and then <laughs> play Uncharted Lost Legacy, like like about a month later or something, because it just feels like like I I totally agree with you. Like Lost Legacy felt completely unnecessary to me, even though I like Chloe and Nadine. I think they're great characters. I think they're written right. really well. The graphics are great. The voice acting is great. Or oh, the Laura Bailey shouldn't have done that. Whatever. But that's a whole um, other conversation. Yeah, for sure. a whole yes. other thing. But but. <laughs> Anyway, so like I just want, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from here, and I, I think, uh, I think we all agree that the Last of Us Part Three is unnecessary, but it is intriguing that they have an idea, 
and uh, I'm sure I will see you all in about 2026 uh, when it happens. <laughs> and I like no I... fault to them if they want to take that long to make that game cool. I yeah. feel like there's so much better served career like up until last of us it was just uncharted right and it was like okay they're just making uncharted 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 and they were like from a narrative spectacle standpoint provided provided worthwhile to the medium hmm. but i just want to see like a new idea from neil Druckmann, other than the constant suffering and agony in a mm -hmm. bleak world like, yeah i think i, I it think need to be crash yeah I, I think above all else, my opinion on it is that they should make whatever story they're passionate about. Totally, totally. Because then I, I, like, we're going to get the best that. quality product. I, I've just, and that's the thing is like, that's where skepticism sets in is because like I've seen and, the, the history repeating yeah. potential issues mm -hmm. before them. That doesn't mean they can't overcome it. And, I'm just, I'm And concerned. to be clear, uh, the project that they're passionate about might not be The Last of Us Part 3 and sure. I'm totally fine yeah. with that just as totally. long as it's uh, something that they're going to care about totally and I, mm -hmm. I, I'm in full agreement with you there I want to see them chase those passions yeah. and a lot um, of the time those they can just be like they're chasing the follow up because it was so successful Yeah. so, sure. so we'll see we'll see um Right, well, let's move on uh, then, because we we talked. This, this is getting to be a very very long podcast. <laughs> um, so we, there's one, there is one more thing that I really wanted to talk about because uh, it annoys me so, um, mm. and that is Toys for Bob, who <laughs> just recently um, put out Crash Four, which I haven't played, but I'm Great told game. is an excellent video game. Absolutely. Um, and made the Spyro uh, Reignited trilogy, which uh, is an excellent remake of or remaster of those excellent games. Really well done. Um, and after such a good record, they've been hit by layoffs and being made to work on Warzone. Uh, <laughs> I want to. I want to get this joke uh, out here now, uh, yeah, and then sure. we can move forward. Um, yeah. Okay. It's called, it's called Activision. Because they want you to actively hate all of their decisions. Thank mm -hmm. you. I'll be, I'll be taking no questions. And enjoy the That's toys for Bobby Kotick. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, God damn this news. Yeah. Uh, this sucks. really, this really sucks. Um, and also uh, Andy Robinson, a, a journalist who works for VGC, I believe, uh, added mm. on Twitter that uh, he was recently told that virtually every studio at Activision is now working on Call of Duty, which, Jesus fucking Christ. It's not a why. If if Call of Duties were like supremely polished year to year, no, like hell, even month to month, then I would understand this. But they're not. They've got <laughs> they've got plenty of bugs and hackers and everything. In and it's their because games. of the it's because of the yearly release schedule. And the thing is, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I look. I've been playing Call of Duty since Call of Duty Four. Okay, mm -hmm. like this is uh. A series that I have a huge attachment to, but I do not care about it enough to warrant uh, what twenty studios or something. It must be twenty studios that they own uh, yeah. or close to that working on this one franchise for the sole purpose of 
getting a new game out every year and making sure their stock price doesn't plummet. Not only I... that, but like they dedicate all of their resources to these games. The executives make fucking bank. Bank. And then they have record layoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, Activision, I think... <laughs> Activision, I think, more so than any other publisher. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. It's disgusting. I, it's it's kind of not funny, but interesting how like three to five years ago, EA was like number one public enemy in terms of publishers. Whereas now <laughs> the the worst company to work for. <laughs> yeah. But now now that's kind of gone on to Activision where cause I because, I mean, as you mentioned, like, Toys for Bob, this essentially means, at least for the time being, no Crash 5 or any possible sequel or follow-up is coming anytime okay. soon. And, right? Unless unless Pyro is getting outsourced to another studio. I heard rumors of that. But, like, like they but then, did such an amazing... I loved Pyro as a kid, and they did such an amazing hmm. job. But then they'll probably get outsourced. Well, that Then that studio, if the outsourcing rumor is true then that studio will probably be acquired by activision if they haven't already and then soon hit with the same layoffs and also just feed more so into the call of duty um sort of rotation but the, in, look, the thing is right yeah the thing that really gets me is this is just after they uh, absorbed vicarious visions into blizzard to work mm-hmm, on yeah. uh, diablo 2 remake which is fine um and, and support that studio but like there's been so much success as far as i'm aware games like tony hawk's pro skater uh one and two crash Four, spiral reignited trilogy uh and crash bandicoot insane trilogy as far as i'm aware those games were not flops no Uh, you know so why would you see that success i mean i guess it's probably just because the success is not not, duty exactly because it's not call of duty um but it just it's a Square it's... Enix problem it's the fucking as much as i i, I like uh a, a few of the games that square enix puts out it's a fucking square enix problem like square enix has had several franchises or games or whatever that that sold this this happened at fucking tomb raider right they they had these huge expectations and when the first game sold well they're like okay have a trilogy or whatever but then mm. as soon as like it started to falter a little bit, it wasn't making their ridiculous expectations of sales. They're like, well, yeah. let's shut it down. Who cares? Even after right? the exclusive part of that was the exclusivity with Xbox. Yeah. That was which... a shot in the foot. It released the same day as Fallout 4, which like that game has its own faults as well. But like that there was it... no way a Tomb Raider game could compare against Fallout 4. Well, right. Like, just no one prepared for that but that was the card they were dealt and so because of that like guess we'll rather than crystal dynamics idos montreal Mm. Mm. probably not the right call but um on the bright side i guess we can look forward to a really polished warzone season three <laughs> Doubt it. Enjoy play your 25 gig install for I'm the next season. Not. We all Look, play I, Warzone, I, right? I saw this tweet um, from uh, someone, someone who's uh, tweeting in like the thread about it, and said, according to leakers, the next Call of Duty game subtitled Vanguard yeah. is apparently in terrible state from a technical standpoint. Surprise, surprise, because you know they're this is me. Surprise, surprise, because they're you know adding all all these studios um, for a new yeah, generation. 
it's just going to be fucking awful. It's just going to be a disaster. Mm-hmm. I've, I've I've heard that they're considering just flat out not releasing a new Call of Duty this year and just piling more support into Warzone. Which, yeah. if that's the case, that'd be wild. I because that's smarter. Assassin's Creed, yeah. right? I have Assassin's yeah. Creed before they figured out. Oh, we can take our time, and our fans are not going to self implode because you know Here's nerds have basically taken over the world at this point. Except, and you I feel like the, the thing is the difference. But sorry, the difference between. Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty is that for the most part, Assassin's Creed isn't a live service game. Like, the more recent games have had microtransactions, but they're far from the backbone of that game's revenue. Like that Also doesn't have a direct competitor with Battlefield. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, but, like, Assassin's Creed, like, not to mention Assassin's Creed, like, Ubisoft had other big ten-pole open-world titles that they could fall back on, like, whether it be Watch Dogs 2 that one year, or, um... I think they had Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which, as we all know, didn't turn out too well for them. But essentially, like Ubisoft don't just purely rely on Assassin's Creed because they've been smart and they've divvied out and experimented with new genres and IPs. Activision just seemed to be putting all of their, you know, cans or whatever into the one basket. All their eggs in one is- basket. All their- that's, that's the saying. All their eggs <laughs> in the one basket. It will most likely self-employed at some point mm-hmm. yeah. I, I agree I, I hate to say this but a part of me like wants this to really backfire on, on activision and and, and I, I know that's yeah. horrible i know that's horrible because that doesn't just affect that's not going to really affect bobby kotick right he's it's going to affect the employees it's on the gonna ground it's going to affect floor. the fucking employees yeah. so i can't yeah. even feel good about their stupid decisions because their bad decisions are going to get employees hurt 20 times more than bobby kotick or yep. whoever else yeah. The the thing is, um, I I heard the the rumor about them maybe not releasing a Call of Duty game this year as well. I didn't hear a source on it, but I heard the you know word on the street. But uh, the thing is, I, I you can quote me right here right <laughs> now saying that that is not going to happen. I don't know much about stocks and shares, but the one thing I do know is that if they don't release a Call of Duty game. In any given year, you know, that's going all the way down. Yeah, um, yeah. No, they like no have Call that. of Duty, no Diablo Four. Just yeah. I mean, to be to be not to play devil's advocate, but like to be fair, like we had these exact same rumors and sort of like sayings this time last year with Cold War, where essentially like they it was not in a good state technically wise. Uh, you know, COVID especially, that would have impacted mm-hmm. it. But they still somehow managed to release a... Some, I mean, I, I haven't played it myself, but at least a somewhat decent playable game at launch. It was so, in decent shape, yeah. Yeah, James is probably right in the fact that, yeah, they're probably going to release it at some point, and... They're just going to uh, crunch like all hell. Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Big time. Yep. Big time. And... I mean, knowing Jason Schreier, he'll probably have something to say about it, <laughs> and there'll be a big kerfuffle for about two weeks max, and then everyone's going to forget about it because mm. that's mm. how that's how the new cycle works. And the cycle continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, in summary, then this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One hundred fucking percent. And so does yes. Bobby Kotick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can't no. wait. You know what? The only good thing we're gonna get out of this is a is is uh, Jim uh, Sterling having a really good takedown on Activision 
because I can just imagine uh, that amazing video from them, and uh, that is the slight glimmer of hope in this uh, shitty trash can on fire. Uh, all we yeah. need is more fuel for Jim Sterling. That's right. <laughs> Thank God for yep. them. No. Yep. Uh, Mitch. Yes. We are going to move on to... Uh, we've got a community question this week. Um, where can people go if they want to submit a community question for us to uh, read and talk about on the podcast? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I think I know the answer to this one. Um, well, you can go into our description in one of our youtube videos as well as i believe on our podcast platforms and you can join our discords D- discord do it we have... yes yes correct well, we're currently go. trapped yeah oh, oh, no. get, get oh. us out of here oh my god what <laughs> <laughs> uh okay uh okay then mitch do you want to tell us what uh this week's community question is because I'm too lazy Shall... to do it myself. <laughs> Shall do. Okay, so this comes in from Chris. Um, he says, Within 12 hours this week, we had what felt like a celebratory P- PlayStation presentation around Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, while also receiving the maybe currently unofficial news that Crash 4 developers Toys for Bob will be folded into being a Call of Duty support team. What is it that you all look for that makes these mascot platformers slash action platformers, which were huge in the PS1 and PS2 era, resonate with modern audiences? Unions. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer. I hadn't thought of that one, but that was a good one. That's, that, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, I'll, I'll say myself that I, I believe the art style of the games definitely sort of resonate a lot more like i mean you know this is more like this came out last year but like crash 4 i feel like a huge part of the reason i gravitated towards that was because of the art style that the game had and mm-hmm. not only that but i i'd say like that partially like the simplistic just level to level based design of that makes it a bit more digestible in bite-sized pieces but i don't know that might just be me <laughs> you know i i think that there is just a platformer resurgence happening. Um, totally. I, th- I think with uh, Crash, for what now seems like a brief moment in time coming back, and yeah. Spyro, I mean, Activision was a huge push for for this sort of resurgence. Mm. Um, and then Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Um, mm. I, it, it does that, feel like platformers... Afterbot. Yeah, it does feel like platformers are sort of coming back in a big way. Yeah. And I mean, they're, be- they're being don't... successful. It I was going to say, don't, don't forget the biggest um, r- platformer release of this year, the widely beloved Balan Wonderworld. You know, ev- everyone loved that, right? Yeah. Everyone loves you, Janaka. Yeah. The demo was fun. <laughs> on the lips. The demo was fun. Really? You had I, fun with it? I, I did. So I, I think okay. that's cool. That's great. But, if you I mean, did, hey, that's awesome. Good for you. Right. Uh, the Kyle Hilliard of our podcast has just joined us, everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, so I, what I loved about Spyro Reignited, and I was a huge Spyro fan as a kid. Uh, I played all three of the games in the trilogy, Those and then I games. didn't follow anything else except maybe a GBA game that one of my friends had or something, mm. um, where I think Spyro and another character switched places. Maybe it was Crash or something. But anyway... Um, yeah, I mean, the reason why I love Reignited Trilogy so much is its faithfulness, but not to a fault, right? Like, it's really, mm. really 
faithful to what came um, before in the Spyro games, but it's not so much that it's like it becomes inaccessible or it feels uh, like when I was playing it, like I didn't, it, I didn't completely feel like I was playing a '90s platformer, right? Like it felt like maybe it's not a game that could have come out that year, but it didn't feel like it was from the '90s either. Like it felt kind of fresh, especially with the graphical overhaul. Um, and I think they did some retuning too to make the gameplay a little more, a, a little better uh, mm. in terms of accessibility. I can't remember uh, if that's true or not, but I, I just like remember like feeling that way um, and while I was playing. Because um, there are definitely some difficult sections in Spiral, especially if you're going for 100% or 115 or whatever. Right. Mm. So they also did that with like, you know, Rest in Peace Vicarious Visions, but like Tony Hawk 1 and 2, that folded in conceits from tony hawk 3 as well yeah and it, it that's the thing to for me personally for this question what stands out to me is the most important for that is similar to what you said like it's a recognition of the legacy that preceded it but it is innovation taking be being willing to experiment with new ideas in a familiar format and setting yeah. so like with the new the new ratchet and clank yes that game looks fucking incredible like that is like the master class from what you expect to see a platform push to its nth degree but beyond that it's being willing to like with the riff system it is experimenting with a conceit that can really showcase what the platform is capable of uh and it's not always just in it's a new gun because like we have some of the guns from ratchet and clank legacy still showing up again which is totally fine because those are fun guns the weaponry the arsenals there is like it should be lauded for a reason but it also is like we've learned some things in our time as developers with insomniac we have spent the time in dialing in what it is that we can add to it. And y'all, when you were watching the, uh, doing the reactions stream, just seeing your, your engagement with like, oh, look at that dash. That looks cool. Not only does it look cool, but it mm. seems like it would feel really cool mm -hmm. and add a lot to the experience. And it's just like those little touches, I think, the flourish that makes it stand out. For like a uh, for um, a mascot game is like, what is it that drives this, and what can we do to experiment and lean into that direction? That is a, a good point actually, because if you think back on the PS One, they didn't have all the advancements and like animation right. stuff that we have now. So now right. they really can put focus into giving the characters character mm -hmm. through those things. Because that is a thing with Sony. Uh, first party games especially it feels like um, there's a lot of effort put into expressing characters through animation right yeah. and that fits really well with mascot platformers yeah and they, they've shown Insomniac has shown they have the chops to do that Yeah, they can create and develop character and personality well through little touches mm -hmm. and it's that's what you want to see now 100%. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, let's move on then to this week's game. So we're going to go back to the classic this time. We're going back to back of the box trivia. Uh, now, Rob, okay. do you know how this works? Patreon. 
Wait. <laughs> no, back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. Good. No, yes, I understand how back of the box trivia functions. Okay, I wasn't just asking. You. Could you explain it, it please? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, um, my understanding is you have a game in mind, you look at what is the descriptors used to sell someone on the game, but you leave out key delineating points so that it is not immediately given it away. Exactly. So, in short form, I'm going to read out the back of a box, and you guys have to guess what the game is. Mm. So, uh, I'll jump right off with the first one then. Uh, <clears throat> Unleash your power. In a world left unfinished by the gods, a shadowy faction threatens Anthem. all human. Sorry? Anthem. Okay, I was worried some of these would be too easy. But yes, it is Anthem. <laughs> did you, nobody played Anthem. How do you know that? I did. I literally no, did. I played oh, yeah. Anthem 2. It had cool things. You but... played Anthem 2? Yes, I did. I was <laughs> Anthem, one the... Anthem one barely came out. How did in, you play Anthem two? In, in, in all, um, in all honesty, James, the thing that like clicked it in my head was the fact that you like it says in a left in a world left um, unfinished by its creators. I'm like, oh, it's <laughs> Anthem. <laughs> it was so self-referential ahead of its time. Ahead of its time. Meta commentary at its finest, y'all. That is the slickest oh, rope I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> rip right okay God. anthem was not a terrible game it had so many cool things going for it but i know it did such a shame it failed yeah all right uh, uh the next one follow the grim tale of young blank and her little brother blank in a heart tra uh, big tale i was about to <laughs> chime in but that right. was also going to be my answer. Looks so. like we're going to fly through these. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we haven't flown through anything in this fucking episode, so let's fly through the game. That is uh, true. You'll have a harder time with this one, I guarantee it. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Rise from rookie driver to hero of the silver screen. <laughs> have you got what it takes? Grip we the wheel, man. hit the gas, lights, camera, action. This sounds so familiar. Uh, oh my god. Driver? Nope. Yeah, that was my first thought as well as driver. Is it it's not Wheelman, is it? Starring the Vin Diesel's Wheel. Wheelman? <laughs> yeah. The Vin greatest Diesel's game Wheelman. of all time? No, it's not. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. God, why do I know this? Mm. Explosive film set action. Stunt drive in six exotic movie locations. Mm. This is a game I have read the back of the box of at least five times, but I've never played. <laughs> Part of me wants to say Forza Horizon 4? No. No. We're a PlayStation <laughs> podcast, damn it. No, we, I... we haven't talked about a single non-PlayStation <laughs> thing in this podcast at all. No, Ever. Sorry. Never. Never happened. <laughs> nope. you can't Multiple game modes. Career mode. Stunt tests plus create your own stunt arena. Stuntman. It, it's not yes. breakfast. Yeah! Oh, Stuntman. Take the wheel. Nice. Ooh. All right. Jesus took the wheel on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Try to keep up. The bigger the trick, the greater the power. Oh, Sonic 06. Easy. No. <laughs> <laughs> First every try. First every time. 
no. Rate the turbulence uh, to ramp up speed. Oh, is that is that all on the back of the bus? Uh, <laughs> I think fierce racing, racing rivalry. Beat them or get beaten. Wow. <laughs> wow, it's just like any competition. Is it <laughs> is it need for speed most wanted? Nope. Okay. Pull massive speed treks speed. and boost your power. <laughs> massive treks. <laughs> nope. Need for speed rivals. No? Okay. Up to four players battle out in multiplayer mode. Burnout Paradise? Nope. Trek that two. Was... <laughs> I, I i couldn't i was gonna do track two but i I'm, couldn't because uh, mitch already is did it, it is it i was gold? so disappointed that no one got track two <laughs> been memeing on it i was laughing so point. hard when no. i was listening, listening to that at work <laughs> um oh. blur is it blur no oh, okay uh right. split second is it nope no. right. i'm remembering that i don't know anything about games <laughs> Why am I on this podcast? <laughs> Alright, there's I'll read it the last part. Okay. Uh, blank takes uh, on Blank's challenge for the fastest air rider at the World Grand Prix. Compete against new rivals, the Babylon Rogues, as you pull off insane tricks and catch massive air. Uh FSX Tricky three. No. no. Wait. Wait. I have a, a sneaking suspicion none of you have ever heard of this game. Was a Maybe. Good Steve. Is this how it feels? <laughs> Marvel, did you have a guess? No, I was just going to make the same guess of Steep. This sounds oh. vaguely familiar. Sorry, I missed that. It's not Steep, no. Yeah. It's not I, Roller I, Champions. I, that's that's not even out yet. That's not out yet. It does not have a box. Destruction <laughs> All Stars. It is not. That doesn't have a box either. <laughs> I got, I got nothing. I got. You guys ready to give up? Yeah. yeah. No, no. That is Sonic Riders. Oh, oh my gosh. Two. We should have had Alex on game. this episode. I know. God I damn know. it. <laughs> there is a Sonic game on here. I knew it. <laughs> okay. I have no idea why I have that game, by the way. I've never played it. I've never seen it in my life. <laughs> um, magically spawned in your, in your cupboard. One more. Okay. All right. Okay. Action Bass. <laughs> no, we already did Action Bass. We did that another, another week. Take revenge. Restore your honor. Kill ingeniously. Carve so your... Two? Huh? No. Hit Man 2? No. Okay. Carve your own clever path to vengeance as you come face to face with larger-than-life foes in Blank's dark and twisted adventure set in Blank. Is it, it's not Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, is it? No. Okay, worth a shot. Mm -hmm. Unleash an arsenal of deadly prosthetic tools and ninja abilities while blending... Sekiro! Shadows yeah. Likewise! I was going to blank out the prosthetic thing because I, I knew that was yeah! prosthetic I was literally about <laughs> was... to go run over to my games because I was like, I'm pretty sure I own this. Yeah, <laughs> I, own it. I own it as well. That's an incredible game. If if it makes you feel any better, James, I was this close to blurting out Metal Gear Solid V: The Phantom Pain with the prosthetic. <laughs> so I, I just want to make it clear that I won, uh, very clearly won. Yeah. Okay. We, uh, was it Marvel who got the last one? 
No, no, it was Rob. Uh, no, it was Rob. Uh, I, I, I was tempted. Punch on that one, just because prosthetic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's our show at a whopping three hours twenty minutes, roughly. Oh, about. oh my lord! <laughs> I swear it's been longer than that. <laughs> okay. Look, we like to um, talk. Um, exactly. We time like to talk. Fun. Uh, thank you all for joining uh, me. Uh, thanks, Rob, for joining us once again. Uh, thank you. Do you want to talk about Draft Punks one more time? Tell us where people can find it and find you. Yeah. Uh, pretty much any social platform: Twitter, TikTok, Twitch. At, uh, at Real Draft Punks, uh, we stream fairly regularly. Uh, the podcast, a bunch of fun. We've had pretty much everyone on this uh, show on there. We need to get Mitch on soon. Uh, mm. But we have an absolute blast, and we'd love to hear from you. Great. And at Raven Nimrook, if you want to find me for some reason. <laughs> of course. I uh, want to do that, right? Friends with you. I don't know. Ridiculous. I've also I've also just noticed we've been on so long it's gotten significantly darker around you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, what are you I, talking I, about? It's totally fine. <laughs> if you watch the video version of this, you can just gradually see it go from like sort of, you know, dusk to full on black. I mean marble is just gone. Look at this, look at this magic yeah. trick. <laughs> it was it was sunny out when we started. It's yeah. I can just walk into the blackness now <laughs> and disappear. I can't even see Marble. You can find Marble <laughs> in the void. <laughs> he's uh, gone. And he's back. Oh my god. <gasps> I returned. <laughs> Uh, all right, just uh, real quick, if you like this podcast, uh, give us a like uh, and subscribe on YouTube. It really helps us a lot. Do it. Um, leave a comment, uh, all that. Uh, subscribe to us. If you listen to the podcast version of this, subscribe to the podcast feed for more episodes like this. Um, although this was a particularly good one. I think you'll all agree. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's Maybe pretty remind them remind them of anything that's come out on the channel recently maybe yeah you know what i don't remember anything dory i don't know what are you talking about i do uh (laughs) you seem to have suffered from some sort of alcohol inspired uh amnesia because uh i have come out with my latest and greatest uh disco elysium the final cut review i think it's one of my best up there with miles it's an excellent i'm really happy with the way it turned out uh except i said that said twice in a row and when i read when i heard that i died inside a little bit because i didn't notice that um but other yeah. than that i think it's really good and i hope you all uh, check it out a lot of people don't very kind about it, was, it which yeah. I really appreciate it was, it was a great really review and i won't spoil it but uh it was the review was a channel first yeah in one yeah. important regard i i yeah. actually gave it a zero y'all i got you know <laughs> you're but... technically that's also... <laughs> I know where you're going with that. I, um, um, quick, quick little shout out as well. I've, I mean, James would know, of course, but I'm, fi- I've finally gone around to recording a project that I've been working on and off for like the past three months. Oh yeah. I find I finally sat down for about two hours, three hours straight, just re- got everything recorded. It's about twelve whole pages. So sorry, James, but um, there, the... <laughs> I have to edit well, that. The, the good yeah. news is the semester's ramping up for me, so I'm probably done for a little bit. So, hey, there you go, James. Cool. Uh, less work for me. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, some exciting stuff coming. I can't wait till I have to yeah. edit that 12-page long thing. I, I can't wait till you have to edit I... this over three-hour podcast. <laughs> I know. Have it pity was a three-hour tour. Me. 
And we're Same. we're only making it longer. We're only dragging it out more. It yeah, was. Wait, we're going. We're it was three. Hard. It was three hours twenty Goodbye. when I said when I was starting the outro. It was two hours twenty. Three hours twenty. It's now four hours. <laughs> yeah, we I'm, had a lot to say at the outro, man. There was a yeah, lot going on. That, yeah, it's we did. Now and here I am. Day. Here I am dragging it out more. Uh, <laughs> seriously, though, thanks for watching. Thanks for joining me, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks uh, for having me. Thank you for coming on once again. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. We love you. Resident Evil 8. <laughs> 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 Woo. Oosh. Uh, I don't I, think we uh, need a discussion. I, I feel like we don't need the discussion topic anymore. No, I, I was no. going to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I apologize. I apologize, folks. This is going to be the Zack Snyder's Justice League of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but that that movie was great. So I do. Not I don't, I just watched it. Great is not the word I would use. It was uh, good. It, it is not. Bad. Okay, that is strong praise from James right there. <laughs> that is. Movie. I'll take it. I will take yeah. it. I'll, I'll uh, take right, it. I'm going to refill my drink. I'll be back in a jiffy. I will also do that, so I'll be. I, I'm going to use the bathroom. All right. Oh, with her old I'll just right. run the podcast for a little bit. It's fine. All right. <laughs> you guys will have fun. All right. Listen up, you assholes. It's my time to shine. And I've been waiting on this for so many years. <laughs> I gotta turn my camera off. This is disgusting. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I am 99% sure that after we all left, Mavel did or said something. Um, <laughs> so he, I'm, said, he said he was just gonna take over the podcast for now and he'll, he'll let, you, he'll at, let you guys leave. After that, I mean. Oh. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what it was and cutting it out. You're gonna love it. <laughs> That's funny. All right, I have. Wait a second. I have. What you got there, Mitch? Cat. Cat. Kitty? Cat. Love kitties. Kitty. Oh my god! It's just like that one game from those PlayStation showcases with the cat. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm the biggest fan. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah, so. so... I, I'm in a bit of a predicament now because okay. um, I used Returnal last week for the thumbnail. So I was oh, no. really hoping that the Returnal oh, segment <laughs> would not be 40 fucking minutes long. <laughs> Make um, a thumbnail for the last I'm really going to need us to drag out this Ratchet and Clank segment. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just put uh, your cat in the thumbnail. Sure, sure. Why not? Hold on. Let's see if she'll actually. Yeah, she's. No. Okay. You good? You good? I don't know. I was gonna say, who's your main in um MK Marvel? Um, I'm going between Sub Zero and I think this is uh, Kung Lao. I'm Ooh. between those two. Pretty, pretty okay. good. I'd say I'm very much into Noob, Cybot, and mm -hmm. Scorpion. I can't believe they named a fucking character Noob. <laughs> <laughs> especially one that's so good 
Oh, God. I know. Around. Oh, Rob's back. Time to stop. Rob, that fucking shirt. Stop, stop yeah. having fun. The guest is back. Anyways, we're, we're rambling too when I get started. Or... Yeah, I'm ready to get started. Sweet. Marvel, are you ready? Good move, Malcolm. Take your time, man, as long as you share. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be a little hard. Um, I'll try. Spit into the camera. <laughs> that's, that's for Marvel's Pre-chewed. only fans. Mm. That's for Marvel's <laughs> only fans. 